Do I have everybody's attention now? What's up, everybody? It's Ant. And G-Rod. And if you're a wrestling fan, make sure to check out Rant with Ant every Thursday on the NAI Network, located on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. And together, we can keep wrestling real. You are now listening to Random Ramblings. What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I am back with another edition of the Random Realms of Rob podcast. First and foremost, before I get started, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week and listening to my podcast or however you listen to podcasts. Also, I'd like to thank all the new listeners. If you're a first time listener, sweet. Appreciate you. You're pretty awesome. I wish you'd stick around for the next episode and the one after that 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 and the one after that. Ooh, we got a jam-packed episode this week with one of my favorite podcasts out there. And it is Ice and got to put emphasis on the and the face. The reason you got to put emphasis on the and, because if you just take it at face value and you say it, you're going to say ice in the face and you don't want ice in your face unless somebody trying to resuscitate you. You done drunk too much. You done passed out in the hallway and they slapping you on your cheek talking about, hey, dog, get up. But you don't want to get up. So there's a good bucket of ice and bloom. I don't know. You probably don't want a bucket of ice because ice, you know, you get if you don't break up the bag. Good enough. It got those big chunks in there. And if somebody dump a bucket of ice or something like that on you, you're going to hit with ice chunks. Probably just a cold bucket of water. That would probably suffice. Or even if they still have those ammonia capsules or whatever, you know, to stick that shit on your nose and you wake the fuck up. But you know why they don't do that anymore? Because if somebody show up to the scene of an accident and it's a neck injury and you hit hit them up under their nose with that ammonia stuff, they're likely to daggone ooh, and jolt their fucking neck and injure themselves more. So if you didn't know that, now you know. Um, once again, one of my favorite independent podcasts that's out there right now, Ice and the Face, ran by Rick and Sarah, who they do so much shit, dog. They got Ice and the Face. They got Awesome Talk, which is a... Uh, YouTube web series there. They do it seasonally like a TV show. Awesome talk TV. And they got life with line freaking. They got their whole production as home bar productions. They doing stop motion shit. Now they doing all kinds of stuff. They are on the level that I achieved to be on whenever I get myself straight and situated. You think I'd be straight and situated now doing this shit for over a year now. A year and a month. 
But uh, hey, that's not the case. But we getting there, though. And um, pleasure, pleasure to have them on my podcast Um, or just being able to do anything with them. Damn, I'm hitting my mic stand. It is currently 2.11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I stayed up late so I can play some Rainbow Six Siege. They got the new map packs out and new characters. So I've been breaking all those in and um, yeah, kind of cutting and splicing this episode together. I'm not going to talk too, too much because, you know, this is already a lengthy episode and it was a fun episode. It was a great episode. Once again, many thanks to Rick and Sarah and um, we're going to do this thing. But first, I got a voicemail. Yeah, I don't plug my voicemail much, but um, whenever I do get them, it's a treat. And hey, man, if you're going to submit a voicemail, shit, you might as well throw a question in there. Or whatever you know i like answering questions too if you want to give me some humdingas or whatever look here it sound like i'm a freaking old school uh freaking villain or something and you, you're gonna hear a lot of that in the episode but yeah shoot me some questions this way i give you my unique takes on a lot of things so with that being said we're gonna get into this voicemail from my last guest on the last episode nate the great. Hey, how's it going, Rob? It's Nate. Just coming in to say, well, thank you. How's it going? Hope everything's good with you and the family. And my question for today is, well, one thing that I always wanted to ask you is, do you like comic books? Because that's one thing I love. So I was just wondering if you're into it. And if you are, what's your favorite comic book and favorite character? And if you don't, that's cool. But if you do... We have a lot to talk about. Enjoy your day. And that was the voicemail from the Nate. The great. You got to put two these on there. Two thes. But uh, comic books. Uh, sad to say, I never really got into the comic books. From what I know of comic books are from people who are really into comic books. And they tell me about the lore and all the backstories and everything. And that's kind of how I know what I know. I mean, I do a little bit of Wikipedia research or whatever, but I never really actually sat down and read comic books. I know the last time I tried to read a comic book, I tried to go through the Wolverine series, the early issues. Like I tried to read from episode one to as far out as I can uh, get my hands on. And I learned a cool little tidbits. Um, he had a son uh, who despised him and he kept fucking him up every chance that he got. <laughs> And, um, that was like the only really comic book, the only really, the only comic book that I really got into. So, uh, sorry, Nate, I really don't know too much about the comic books, man, but you could educate me. You could school me. Maybe I can try to reintroduce myself to some, uh, comics, pick up some. I've always been interested in Venom and Carnage or whatever. Um, I had some comic books that I were going to get into they were in digital format i had like the whole carnage series of uh comics i had all the venom comics and i was going to go through those i think i had all the deadpool stuff too and i was going to read those because i like those characters but the hard drive i had them on crashed and i lost all that shit and seeing that i'm not a pirate i didn't feel like going back and uh trying to reacquire all that stuff <laughs> but yeah as far as characters go, though, I can tell you all the characters I do like. 
um, Blade, which we all should know by now. The Punisher, which we all should know by now. Motherfucking Deadpool. You know, I love me some motherfucking Deadpool. Uh, Venom, Carnage. Um, and that, that's the only the ones that really stand out to me. That's the ones that I like. That's the ones I have their merch. <laughs> Especially Deadpool. I think I got more Deadpool merch than I got anything else. I got a lot of Punisher stuff too. Because I'm into Skulls. So I got some Punisher paraphernalia and clothing. Once again, thank you, Nate the Great, for that uh, voicemail your question. Also, if you guys, like I was saying earlier, if you want to throw some questions this way so you can hear my unique spin on things, go ahead and do that. And the way you can do that via voicemail is calling the number at 304-825-5762. That's a 304-TALK-ROB if you want to be cool. But if you don't know what the letters are, it's 304 304- Eight two five five seven six two. Yeah, giggity goo. Um, being that it's gonna be Sunday when this episode airs, another thing that's going on Sunday actually is two things: is The Walking Dead is coming back, which kind of puts me in a tight predicament because also this Sunday is the Elimination Chamber. Oh no. So, I mean, it's a toss up. If the old lady going to want to damn watch The Walking Dead, I, that's what it is. I can't go against it. I mean, we started from season one together and we got to watch all of them together. So um, I probably catch like the pre-show in the first hour of the pay-per-view. And then um, once The Walking Dead come on, got to switch on over. I mean, I'll catch the rest later. It ain't no big deal. But since we are talking about the Elimination Chamber. I'm gonna go ahead and run through these matches real quick. I know I said I was going, I wasn't gonna talk long because of the episode, but fuck it. I like wrestling and we're gonna go through my predictions. That way, Toby on the Secret Transmission podcast can daggone get all my, uh, freaking, my predictions in for the pay per view pool this weekend. All right. I'm gonna go down from WWE.com and I'm gonna start from the bottom to the top on the kickoff show. We got motherfucking Mojo Riley versus Curtis Hawkins. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Mojo Riley because ever since Kurt Hawkins has been back, I have yet to see him win a single match. He has been totally jobbed the fuck out. And just for them to put Mojo Riley in the singles capacity on a pay-per-view, I mean, even let alone a kickoff, yeah, he's got to go over. He's going to win. His... uh, Freakish energy is, I guess, uh, infatuating to some of the WWE officials. I don't see what they see in him, but hey, man, I can't hate on that dude. He got a job and he doing what he love. I assume because we know how certain people feel about wrestling. They just do it because they can get paid, but whatever. I'm going to go with Mojo Riley on that one. Uh, next on the card, we got Apollo Cruz and Kalisto versus Dolph Ziggler in a two on one handicap match. Hmm. I don't know how the fuck Dolph Ziggler is going to pull this off, but I have some inkling. I have some kind of feeling that he's going to do some shenanigans and he might pull a victory out. I don't know if I want to lock that in, but, uh, 
That's kind of what it's looking like. Maybe. I mean, he's turning over this supposed new leaf. He's a heel now. And um, he's doing all these dastardly things, especially to Kalisto and Apollo Crews. Hence why they got a two-on-one handicap match. Because the Dolph Ziggler was talking all that motherfucking shit. So, huh. I think Dolph is going to ultimately get the upper hand through shenanigans. But the victory probably go to Apollo Crews and Kalisto. Uh, yeah. And it's crazy because Kalisto, phenomenal talent. Apollo Crews, phenomenal talent. But what they both lack is um a personality, pretty much. Uh, Kalisto, they did do a good job with him with his first initial, inter- uh, not intercontinental, um, U.S. title run. But they put him up against Del Rio. And you know how Del Rio do. He they'll real shit up. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kalisto and Apollo Crews for the win. Next, we got Becky Lynch versus Mickey James. Um, I, this is another one. I have yet to see Mickey James pull any victories out. I believe she can also win by shenanigans. So, um, I'm going to go with Mickey James. I don't think it'll really hurt Becky Lynch to eat the loss here, but, um, if shenanigans ensue, I can see Becky Lynch taking the loss. All right, next we got the SmackDown Tag Team Champion Tur- what Turmoil match. Let's see. Let me look at the teams real quick. Got the Ascension. We got Rhino and Slater, Usos, American Alpha, who are the current champions. We got uh Brazango and the Vaud motherfucking villains. Now, honestly, I don't see anybody in this whole thing except for the Usos winning these goddamn straps I'm not going to even lock that in I think uh, through all the turmoil that uh, American Alpha is going to pull it on out Uh, runner up the Usos alright so I ain't going to dwell on that too much let me go on back Uh, what we got next we got Nikki Bella versus Natalia um, Natalia is getting boo-booed on all her damn ranting and raving and she gets on my motherfucking nerves. She need to go the motherfuck home and stay the fuck home. And matter of fact, I'm gonna go back down the card to the very first match. All right. If I had to choose between Kurt Hawkins and Mojo Raleigh, um, I don't know. I would say. Curtis Hawkins need to go the fuck home. I'm not going to say stay home because he was doing good things on the independent scene. So he might want to go back to do that. Mojo Riley can definitely go the fuck home and stay the fuck home. All right. Um, out of Apollo Cruz, Kalisto and Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler need to go the fuck home. He don't have to necessarily stay home. He could probably go work at the performance center and train young talent. He can get a good gig doing that, but he need to go the fuck home. Uh, Mickey James, Becky Lynch, they can stay. I like him. Especially, uh, oh, Mikko James, oh, all right. In the tag team turmoil match, uh, just about all these motherfuckers can go the fuck home. Rhino, he can go back to motherfucking Detroit and do what the fuck he doing. Ascension, if they ain't going to do shit with their fucking characters, they was fucking dominant in NXT. And I really dug their tag team, but you don't, you barely see the motherfuckers on TV. And when they damn on TV, they fucking a goon squad. They fucking goobers. So they can go the fuck home. They don't have to stay home. They can go do some independent shit, maybe. 
uh, Usos, they can stay. American Alpha, they can stay. Brazango, if they break up, they can stay. But other than that, they can go the fuck home. For our villains, I'm sad that they ain't doing shit with them. They kind of fall into the Ascensions category. But um, I don't know. I don't think they'd have to necessarily go the fuck home. All right, next. Where was that? Oh, Natalia, go the fuck home. I think Nikki Bella might pull this out. Uh, Luke Harper and Randy Orton. Luke Harper can definitely stay. Randy Orton, I really don't give a fuck. He's good. He's whatever. But if he left and went the fuck home, I would not be sad. Um, the winner of this match will be, um, I don't know. It's kind of hard, like a penis, but I want Luke Harper to win. It would, um, solidify his singles career. If you can go ahead and knock off Randy Orton and um, Orton can take the loss. I mean, it wouldn't really damage him too much, uh, regardless of the fact he's taking on the winner of the Elimination Chamber at WrestleMania because he won the right. Um, maybe if uh, the rumors are true or what the speculation is, Bray Wyatt might be winning the Elimination Chamber. I would not be opposed to a triple threat. Fucking Randy, uh, Luke. And goddamn Bray. Because let's see, um, Bray and Randy are together. Luke has uh, exiled himself from the group. Um, Luke beats Randy Orton. Uh, Bray wins the goddamn chamber. Kind of makes them, you know, I don't know, have them kind of on end at odds or whatever. You mean Luke Harper gonna beat you like that? We the Wyatt family, blah, 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 blah. And damn, you know, him and Bray kind of get into it. You know, the whole thing of, all right, well, you my disciple and I won the chamber. So, I mean, you just lay down, let me get the pin. And nah, we ain't doing that, Bray. And, you know, kind of some dissension there and they can kind of get into it. Luke Harper can interject himself in there. Triple threat. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But, um, I don't know. This is kind of a hard one. They might want to keep Randy looking good since he has earned that right for the title shot. But at the same time, they need to establish Luke Harper. He's been out with injury. He had that um, small little intercontinental championship run. I mean, he has all the talent and the potential to be bigger things and I be bigger things to do bigger things. And I believe him getting the win here would solidify that. So I'm going with Luke Harper. And uh, none of these can go to fuck home unless Randy wants to go to fuck home. All right. Smackdown Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss versus Naomi. I'm going with Alexa Bliss. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Um, I don't think they're going to give it to Naomi as much as I would like to see that belt ride the hips and ass of Naomi. I don't think it is. So um, none of these can go the fuck home or stay the fuck home unless they come into my home. Then they can stay there. While Miss B. Rob's not here. But yeah, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss retaining. And the Elimination Chamber match itself. None of these individuals in this Chamber match can go the fuck home. They can all stay. Except for John Cena. John Cena can go the fuck home if he want to. Same predicament as Randy Orton. And um, I don't know. I think it's going to be... Some kind, I, I know definitely for sure John Cena is not walking out of there, the motherfucking champion. And the reason being is, all right, 16 is cool. 
I don't give a fuck about 16. 17 is where you make your money. 17 is going to be the more historic thing. Cause now when, cause right now as it is, it's two, uh, freaking superstars that's walking around with 16 championships. And that's Ric Flair and John Cena. So they ain't going to let that slide. They're going to have to have one definitive record holder and it's going to be motherfucking John Cena. And, um, it's going to be a bigger thing when he hit 17. 16 was like, meh. We knew he was going to get it. But 17 is going to be bigger. And uh, hopefully when he, you know, goes toward 17, that is going to be a bigger, more momentous type thing, storyline, angle, whatever have you. And 17 will be so grandiose, it'll make your fucking eyeballs bleed. But as far as a winner in the Elimination Chamber match, ah. I don't know. I th- I'm going to go with the popular consensus to say Bray Wyatt. But hey, man, I am not opposed to The Miz winning. The Miz would be fucking awesome as a goddamn champion right now, especially with his character development. He has been smashing it out of the motherfucking park. And I have always dug The Miz since way back when, when he's doing that oorah shit with the chick magnet. And I always thought, I was like, you ain't never been a Marine Corps. What's this bullshit? But he does play a Marine <laughs> in the movie. So I guess that's his uh, ticket. Anyway, that's been my predictions for the WWE Elimination Chamber Sunday. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and kick into this podcast proper like. And we have our guests, Rick and Sarah from the Ice and the Face podcast so please sit back relax and enjoy this edition of the random rounds of the rob podcast uh can you hear me now how's it going dude man it's going going. you said shazam it's it's that sinbad movie yeah (laughs) i haven't seen shit i haven't seen that in a long is that was that sinbad or was it Shaq? Dude, here's the thing. See? That, see? <laughs> see? Oh, boy. Here Apparently, Sinbad was never in a movie called Shazam. But we all remember he was in a movie called Shazam. It's, it's an alternative fact. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. this big conspiracy thing, just like the Berenstein Bears thing, like got people all fucked up. Yeah. What Berenstein Bears thing? Really? You didn't hear this? Okay, okay. so people are freaking out because... Everyone remembers Berenstein Bears being spelled E-A-N, but apparently this whole time it was A-I-N, but nobody remembers it that way. Like Berenstein Bears? Yeah. So, like, there's this big thing about, like, something had to fucking happen. Everybody, like, millions of people remembering it being being the way that it never was. And it's the same thing with that. Like, people remember a movie that never existed. Yeah. Huh. There's like a there's a whole community of people that remember a fucking movie in like the 80s or 90s with Sinbad called Shazam. It never happened. Uh, see, when you said that, I was just thinking about motherfucking Shaq. That's that's Kazam. <laughs> oh. well, there you go. <laughs> I don't I was know. On both fronts. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking about they had a um a cartoon back in the day called Shazam, didn't it? it I like don't know. A, a, a genie or some shit. Right. Okay. Right. So maybe that's what people are really remembering. Yeah, but they say who voiced it. I I don't know who voiced it, it, but Sinbad. According to Sinbad, he's never been in any movie where he was a genie. (laughs) 
it was some old ass Hanna Barbera type shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because this damn yeah. this thing was like Habble could dabble or some shit like that. <laughs> and let me tell you something, Hanna Barbera cartoons they they could be really random too. It's like there were hundreds of them. And like sometimes you turn on the TV and you're like, this is like from 1976, and I've never even heard of this one. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like they you know, just made a new one like every other day. It's like this is like Rocco the Turtle Man. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell kind of cartoon is this? I don't, I don't know if it was um, Hanna Barbera or not, but my my shit was a motherfucking uh, uh, Hong Kong Fui. Oh, Hong Kong Fui, and I loved Captain Caveman. Yeah, Captain Caveman and motherfucking Top Cat. I've never seen any of these. You've never seen I, any of these. I've heard of them. Like, I know they existed. Yeah, yeah. I just have never seen them. I, I kind of remember eating dinner as a kid, and, like, it would come on TV after, I don't know, I guess whatever the On fuck your old black and white television. The old black and white television that was <laughs> sitting on top of the broken color TV. Yeah, that you had, um, the knob came off, so you had to get some pliers and crank that motherfucker. <laughs> yep, right, right. Once you get it on one channel, like no one's ever allowed to touch it again. Yeah, yeah. And you get the, you know, get the, the, the fucking ears. antennas all straightened out. So they antennae. Work. Antennae. <laughs> is, is that the proper pronunciation? You, you know what? And people say those were the good old days. You know what? No, they weren't. Nothing worked right. Mm-mm. It wasn't that good. What the fuck did everybody say that's good for? They had two knobs on that goddamn TV. And I remember I had to turn the top knob to the actual channel. Then I had right. to turn the little tuner knob so I can get the channel to daggone come in correctly. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember the fine tuner that was that was like behind the main knob. It was like the one you pushed in with the mm-hmm. ridges on it and you had to turn it. It was it was like tracking for your TV, like what was in the VCR yeah, back then. You guys in the day. are barely older than me, or at least Rick's barely older than me. How the fuck did you grow up with like tuner knob televisions? Like, I don't remember. We like to fucking... keep it old school. Well, well, <laughs> well, my parents was old as fuck when I was born anyway, so. <laughs> So they had like the they had like the TV that had was sort of round in the middle. Yeah. It was like a, like a fishbowl sort of. Hell yeah, they had all that shit. Had the damn VCR with the pop up top and the motherfucker. Beta oh. had like a turntable connected and like a bar on the side and yeah. a wine rack. It was like an entire wall. Back then, back then the TV in your house was like a piece a of furniture. Giant centerpiece. Yeah. yeah, it was like a piece of furniture. You like put pictures and doilies and shit on. Hell yeah, I damn. I can remember the evolution of my mom's fucking living room, man. She had the damn the flower panel couch and she had the wall <laughs> with the um, the mirror tiles on it or whatever like each oh, yeah. individual mirror was a square and you put them all together yeah and you look back and you look at this shit and you go what this was our this was our parents generation's sense of style yeah like what is it it's the first it's the first Kmart generation where people like bought art I like remember at when like a Go ahead. When we moved from Brooklyn to New Jersey, uh, it was like mid to late 80s. And, you know, my parents like redid the house when we moved in and they picked like salmon colored rugs throughout the house. And then they repainted the cabinets like an avocado green, which how is that a fucking upgrade? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And you have like a puke yellow refrigerator. It just looks like bile. It's the color of bile. It's like why... (laughs) What's wrong with everybody back then, man? Like, like you could tell the quaaludes were big because that's the only way you could have gotten through. We've been talking a lot about quaaludes lately, and I still like. I know it's a drug, but like, yeah, where yeah. does it? Because it, quaaludes, I sort of I always think of the date rape drug. Are they? No, no, no. I think about Scarface. 
What'd you say? I said, I think about Scarface. Another Quailu, and she loved me in the morning. <laughs> Quailus are like the original ecstasy. Really? That's yeah. what you'd equate it's like, to? Well, they used to call it the love drug because people would take it and get fucked up and have sex. Yeah, but people do that on that's that's quaalude music right there. <laughs> that's quaalude music. In fact, I'm getting a little moist of having oh, just even heard God. it. Oh, let me take another drink on that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sponsored by Crown Royal Maple. Mm, sounds good. <laughs> it's, it's you like tasty. those Beats headphones? Yeah, I mean, I only got them because they was red. That's my favorite color. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was just curious because I, I get mixed reviews. Some people say that they're that they're that they're shit, and then other people swear by the beat stuff. Well, I mean, I don't have nothing um, better than these to compare them to. So, I mean, th- these are the best for me. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had these, and I think everything of lesser quality under these are doesn't compare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, because I got these little pieces of shit right here. These, these came. Yeah, stick with stick with the beats. Yeah, they came from a casino. <laughs> How'd you get those at a casino? Well, let me tell you, my parents. I gotta get you to walk through the door somehow. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> my mom is a gambler. My father okay. is, a, is a sometime gambler or whatever. You know what I mean they're old and retired? They ain't got shit to do. So um, there's a casino that's probably um, maybe twenty miles away from where they live. Mm-hmm. And at least five or six miles from where they were actually born, their hometown. So they would go there, you know, to gamble and everything because it's close to their hometown and everything. They go visit and all that shit. And, right. Um, the casino has these um, weekly giveaways or whatever. Every time you come to the casino, they give you a different item. And sometimes, um, you know, once they give away a complete set, it'll move on to a different theme. And then the next week they give away a set and then they'll go to a different theme and it'll be a different set. So this particular theme was like a a tech theme. So they okay. gave away these wireless uh, <laughs> earbuds. And then the next week you go back, they gave away um, a Bluetooth shower speaker. And then... The next Those is- are awesome, actually. The Bluetooth shower speakers, I, I'm i all about them. Yeah. They I'm, are awesome. Yeah, I thought it was stupid, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm listening to more <laughs> podcasts and everything. I'm just sticking <laughs> that bitch in the shower and just yeah, yeah. ice in the face while I'm in the shower so I can get some water in the <laughs> face. <laughs> so so you're listening to ice in the face while you're lathering up in, yeah. the, in that nice hot shower, Rob. Could yes. you imagine if someone was in the shower listening to our show and they, like, slipped and died and, like, yeah. people had to come in and, like, our show is playing while, yeah. like, they're sitting there trying to deal with the, the mess. Right. Like, Somebody's <laughs> laying in the shower, their head broken open, and we're talking about fucking a mailbox or something. <laughs> yeah, so almost, you and the Naked Porch podcast almost killed me once, at least. So <laughs> it would be apropos for me to damn die in the shower listening to Ice and Face <laughs> on the Naked How, how did podcast. we almost kill you? I forget what episode it was, but um, I was driving. Did kill you? Made you stronger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was um driving in Houston, Texas, which is some of the most horrible traffic in the world, listening mm-hmm. to Ice in the Face. And um and I gotta put the and the and the face. Mm-hmm. And um I forgot what the fuck was said. It was some ridiculous like normal. And I was drinking a beverage from um the local Burger King that morning and right. choked nostrils out the nose. <laughs> couldn't see for a little bit and i was like ah I had to stop 
that's like the best compliment. A buddy of mine had the same thing where like it was it was like the episode where Stones was on and he was talking about um alpacas. And 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 he started talking about alpacas and my buddy like called me and goes, "Dude, I just had to pull my car over because I almost fucking crashed listening <laughs> to your show last night." That's the best. That's the best compliment. You we just, almost kill you with laughter. You can't tell Stones those things though because it all goes to his head. Yeah, it goes to his head. You got to keep him knocked down. You got to keep him <laughs> bring him up down. Peg. Bring him yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, he starts thinking he's important and shit, and then yeah. we got a problem. You know. <laughs> Is he? He? He don't want to be telling all the the stories about the women's and stuff, right? That's Tony. Well, Stones doesn't have any women in his life. Not. <laughs> Not ones that he's not like looking at through a window. <laughs> I don't know. Him and Tony both talk about women, but but like, I don't know. I don't know. From different, completely different points of view. Tony's like, yeah, I fucked like twenty bitches last night, and Stones is more like, man, I've I haven't been lit in like two years, but I almost did last month. Yeah, right. right. Like, oh yeah, yeah. There's like show, a yeah. real different feel to how they talk about women. Yeah, the last show he was talking about how yeah, officially it's been one year since I've had sex. Whoa. And I'm like, geez, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you pay for it at that point? <laughs> I say, why not? I say, why not? I have no moral problem with that, Rob. <laughs> I have no moral problem with it. I have no moral problem with almost anything. Almost anything. <laughs> almost. There's, there are certain exceptions, of course. But I don't know. I don't think it ever got to that point because there's always a fat girl somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're always ready. Always, always ready to go. Be like. Peekaboo! I got these birds, baby. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like um, it'd be like the episode of freaking uh, Family Guy when he put all the pieces of candy out. Like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece. Of candy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just lead it right into the into the bedroom. <laughs> and then you're at the end. You're all oiled up. Your hands on your hips. Yes. Welcome to the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I just I take random um, I take all the marshmallows out the Lucky Charms and I just stick them to the oil and just <laughs> come come on, come this way. Come on, I'm sweet and oily. Yeah, yeah, just reach to the end of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> How now, much is that you had to drink? Yes. <laughs> now, uh, you both of y'all, y'all do a. Uh, uh, a lot of shit. I mean, fucking podcast after podcast, YouTube, and um, other things. Uh, what got you here? What what started the whole ball? The Home Par Productions, the Awesome Talk, all this stuff. All right, this is this is a convoluted story. Ooh, I can tell it in an unconvoluted way. Well, I got to tell my. I'm going to tell my side of it, and then you can tell your side of it. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how much time you have. You can tell from the beginning, from your point of view. You can tell from your point of view. I can kind of like get it from this angle, like this, <laughs> and then I take a drink. We'll give it to you at every angle. Um. Okay, so let's go back about twelve years. Oh man! So oh, shit. well, hold on. Twelve years ago, how? What? What year was that? I, I hate that the math. Thousand five ish, maybe okay. even no. It was earlier than that. I think it was earlier than that. If but it, anyways, if it was two thousand five, I was on my second deployment in Iraq. Oh man, man, I want to hear about that too. <laughs> but um, so her and I have been friends for a really, really long time, and. Back in the day, we came up with this idea to do uh, an uncensored radio show through her website called Spooky Meat. Spooky Meat. <laughs> SpookyMeat.com. Spooky Meat. And you, be careful if you open that website at work. <laughs> and the idea was 
by the way, her web. I always tell the story. The- Your her website. It used to be. Oh God! Stop if you, telling it's always story. it's always a good story. Not really. It used to be if you searched meth mouth on Google, her oh, yeah, website yeah. was the number one thing. It would, okay, you've heard that before. Yeah. So <laughs> we had this um we had this idea to do a, like a like an uncensored radio show is what we wanted to do, but at the time podcasting wasn't even a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we were gonna basically record shows and have it available directly from my homepage. Um, because that was basically the closest you could get to what is now podcasting. Yeah. They're just – what we wanted, there was nothing available that we could find that would make it a reality at the time. Yeah. So um, – and like I – we sort of joke – I sort of jokingly said, you know, if I had a radio name, my name would be Ice. And she said her she would be the face because she's like Italian and she wanted that, you know, hey, I'm Johnny. Johnny, Johnny the face. You know, <laughs> Johnny the gun or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? So she was going to be the face. So ice in the face, right? So it's like a really old, old idea. So you fast forward a few years, right? And I had gone through some shit in my own personal life. And the follow-up to that was I said, okay, I've spent a few years doing fucking literally nothing in terms of like creativity for, uh, for a number of reasons at the time. And, um, and I was just sick of it. So me and my buddy Andrew, who's on the show once in a while, um, we got fucking hammered one night, and I approve of that. <laughs> yeah, and we, I had been talking about doing an online TV show, and uh, I was a little bit intimidated to do it because of you know I was unfamiliar with how to even how to edit video, edit edit anything. I didn't know how to do shit, mm-hmm. and I I had been intimidated by it for a long time, and I just decided maybe that was stupid to be intimidated by it. I'm just going to download some programs and start to learn like everybody else. Yeah, and um. So one night we're really, really wasted and I said something stupid and he said something like, wow, we, we, we really talk awesome around here. And I was like, oh, that's the name of the show. Awesome talk. That's fucking perfect. So when, when he said that, I immediately thought of, of her. So I called her because we had the idea to do a show a fucking long time ago. And I was like, this is going to be great. So I, you know, I called her and I called other people I know who just are good at talking shit. And I said, okay, this is what this is what's going to happen here. And um, so slowly but surely, we wanted to do more and more. So we turned like my whole apartment to a giant multimedia art studio. So like we have a green screen and we have like the other room we're developing into like a stop motion and and, like paint studio. And like the living room has a bar right in the middle of it. And like, I mean, and that's where we conduct most of what we do. So after about six months of doing ice in the face, I'm sorry, six months after doing awesome talk, um, we kind of looked at each other and we were like, Yo, we could really do ice in the face now if we really wanted to. We could really make that a thing. And um, so we just started researching how to do a legit a legit podcast because technically Awesome Talk is like um, – awesome. awesome Talk is in the realm <laughs> of, pod, of podcasting. You know, People call it a podcast, but if you look up the definition of podcast, it's really more of a web series yeah. is what that's – Podcasting isn't really podcasting unless you're paying for hosting and have an RSS feed. That's that's the that's basically what I mean. Some people are, are you know tech savvy enough to host their own shit, but you know I'd rather have Libsyn do that for me. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's better. Um, and then we started doing that, and then from there we started doing um, the other podcast, Life with Lime, which uh, we we don't do on too regular of a basis, but we we want to start doing it more on a regular basis. 
So, you know, that addressed uh, chronic Lyme disease, which is what she suffers from and nobody knows shit about. So um, I sure don't. <laughs> most people don't. And, and, and that's, you know, kind of on purpose. Um, so. So, you know, so from there, it's just been a, a really crazy couple of years where like I'm sure like, as you know, you start podcasting, you turn a camera on a microphone on and all of a sudden. All kinds of crazy shit starts to happen in your life, dude. Like <laughs> crazy shit just starts to happen. Yeah, it's um, like I retired. <laughs> yeah. So like we I mean, so we've had people on on Awesome Talk and on Ice in the Face that are like from Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and American Horror Story and all these people and all this shit happened, man. It's and it's been it's just been insane. Um and it and as far as I'm concerned, it's all still growing and it's all still developing. And it is growing, man. You saw the Potter and Family thing in Forbes, mm-hmm. right? You saw that, right? Yeah. That was pretty dope. Hell <laughs> was pretty yeah. Dope. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. I said, hell yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how we ended up. That's how we ended up here. Sweet. P- pretty much. Um, yeah. So, like I said, it's been a wild ride and a lot of crazy shit has happened. Um, and we've done the show live a few times. We did Ice in the Face live at a comedy festival this yeah, past heard, summer, which yeah, was great. Um, and uh, it's just it's. I don't know. I was going to say it was therapeutic, but I don't know if that's even true. It's just kind of it's just kind of what we do. What do you want to add to this? I'm just talking. I'll get like like a big douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. Douche. <laughs> Whole bunch of the douche. Know. Really? Did I cover all the bases? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're here. Yeah. So, Sarah, I mean, w- w- what is it like? Because, I mean, I listen to Ice and The Face, and um, it's, it's, it's guy-driven. Whenever he have a Tony or a Stones on there, they talking about fucking girls and all kind of crap or whatever, and you just kind of sitting over there like, <laughs> I don't think I am. Not really. <laughs> I, I, I mean – I think that I contribute to most of the pervy conversations. We haven't had a lot. We've only had, um, yeah, I guess we've only had one female guest yeah. ever. Yeah, Mika Tan was on. Mika Tan, um, which she and I, we had this rule, which I sort of was the one that pushed, which was that we would never have a Skype, yeah. a Skype in guest on Ice in the Face because. The speed at which we talk on ice in the face is hard to keep up with with a Skype guest. Yeah, because you're constantly going, "What'd you say? What'd you say?" And like, it, it just doesn't work. But I made a complete exception for Mika because she's so fucking funny that like it, it just didn't matter to me. She's so fucking hilarious. To just her stories are ridiculous. I I want to hear you respond to what he said about being the only the only female on the show. I'm not the only female on the show. I mean, don't let the names fool you. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think that I, I, I feel like I say things that some of the dudes on the show are like, why, why would you say that? Don't ever say that. (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't, I'm unfazed, I I guess. I'm just, uh, I feel like she has bigger balls than all of us, man. (laughs) Yes, because, um, there's been many a times that I've listened and I've said it, uh, maybe once or twice or whatever. I like all the rage that I harbor (laughs) in my heart is is incarnated through Sarah. It's it's like she get on a rant, just like, you motherfuckers. And I'll be like, (laughs) yes, preach. (laughs) It has to come out somewhere, you know? Yeah. 
and, and she, she's not like. Here's the thing, man. Like, I'm gonna say something's oh, gonna boy. get me in fucking trouble too. <laughs> she's not a feminist because she doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's strong and smart and will shear your nuts off if she has to without any of that fucking added support. So, like, you hear us say the word bitch and cunt and shit on the show all the time. She's not complaining. She's saying it more than the fuck we are. Yes, I've heard that. Uh, I can verify yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I, I don't I don't know. She's, I, why, why don't we have more females on? I don't know because they're uncomfortable and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like if I meet any, if, if either of us have any females in mind that would be cool and nice in the face, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, I was the one that was like, we have to have Mika. I don't care if she has to Skype in. Yeah, but yeah. she's the last really funny female <laughs> that I've <laughs> interacted with. You know? it's, not, it's not a matter of funniness. That's not the thing. It's that a lot of people get two things happen one is that a lot of people will get a microphone in front of them and they just stop talking they, yeah, they, they get so uncomfortable and you can't do that on a show that like is really quick like we mm-hmm. don't have long segues or like we don't divert into personal stories we just go from one thing to the next and the other Sometimes. thing is that a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about the subjects we bring up yeah. so i mean that's got that's a problem yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah, I, I I really don't give a fuck. So I mean, I sit there with bated breath every time an episode pop up in my feed. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to turn that to a meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, but she's right, dude. Like, like you get people who freeze up when you put them on. Like, I we've had like okay, I say this all the time, and, and I know it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn here a little you, bit. You are probably. maybe I am a little bit, but. <laughs> There are no bad episodes of Ice in the Face. There are no bad episodes of Ice in the Face because if it were bad, we wouldn't put it out there. And but probably more accurate to say there's no episodes that we've ever released that we thought, eh, should we like if we if we ever feel that way, we absolutely will not release it just based on the the tiny bit of doubt that maybe there's something shitty about it. So, sure. But but we've had people on like I've had friends come on that who people who I know are funny people who I yeah. know can hang out and do this and she's right you put a microphone in front of them and you see that oh shit moment when you hit record where they're like yeah ah, ah. Uh. And, and like, yeah you know and they don't know what the fuck to do because they're like because I, I, I had I, I don't want to name people but I had somebody on once. And they were only on the show once, and they were really good on the show, but it took a few minutes for them to get yeah. into it. And when it was over, he looked at me, and he goes, dude, he goes, when you hit record and you started talking about sponsors, he goes, I just drew a blank because I was like, oh, shit, this is real. <laughs> this is a real thing. You know, and pe- people freeze up. And um, and you also get people in who will we'll talk about shit that they just are not comfortable fucking talking. They just don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't. Don't want. We had somebody on Austin talk once, where we were talking about fucking a dog because it was a news story. It was a news story. It was a news story, and the guy got upset. He got so upset that he he left, complained about it, and didn't want to come back again. Yeah, and it was like, dude, it's like (laughs) I was like, dude, we're not fucking a dog. We're not fucking your dog. Like this has nothing to do with any of us. It's a fucking news story. And I think he was upset. This is the reason because he had a dog. 
So like no. what it like it hit close to home. Like, I don't even yeah. fucking I don't even understand. You know how many cats are in this fucking house? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that's what it seemed like to me as soon as you said that. It's like, man, he might have fucked the dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe there's a little bit of guilt there. I don't know. Maybe he's got some guilt. But, yeah, man, he like he like, got real upset, man. He got uncomfortable. And it's like, dude, we didn't all gather around and fuck a chihuahua together. <laughs> like, this is it. We're, I'm bringing up a news story because even if something is fucked up, the reason we call Ice in the Face dystopian is because – we're looking at this fucked up reality that we feel like nobody realizes we're already – like nobody real, – too many people don't realize we're already in 1984. We're already in a version of Brave New World. Like we're there right like now. I feel like we're in a version of The Running Man more than almost Or The Running Man. Like any, everything, any everything is a game show. Everything is is like – Look at me do this thing, and like then he like films himself robbing a bank because that's a genius thing to like everything yeah. is exactly the way it is in like the fucking Hunger Games and shit, yeah. and and so like the stuff we talk about might be ridiculous, but like as out there as some of the stories might be, you have no idea how many times we've seen the same story over and over and fucking over again from all different parts of the country. And it's like, this is real life. Like, this doesn't just happen in some obscure place in Florida. Like, this fucking happens all over the fucking place all the time. Yeah, and it happens in the United States a lot. There's a reason why I know for a fact that in the United States, people fuck animals 600% more than they do in the UK. It's because it's I've because seen that America's, story come up so many times. It's because fucking America's time. great. Yeah, yeah, right. It's because we have the freedom to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you know, so people do all this shit, and we live in the middle of all this bullshit that, that's just never-ending and getting worse by the fucking day. And so, yeah, so, so we're making jokes about it, but you're all, we're also kind of examining the fact that this is going on rampantly and it's having an effect on society, an effect on the human condition and an effect on everything to the point where people are fucking animals 600 percent more than they used to. And people are <laughs> and people are doing doing shit like that. You know what I mean? Like how twisted does society have to get to where there's actually there's actually stats to prove this? You know what I mean? Like. Or like what she said, where like people film themselves robbing people and shit like now and they post it online. Like the whole fucking thing's a big game show. It's all about hits and attention. And it's it's like the world. You ever seen Requiem for a Dream? Many years ago. (laughs) Okay. Do you remember when the mother was watching that game show and it was like a game show she was obsessed with? And it was really like this overdone, like dystopian nightmare. Like, that's everyone's reality every day right now. And just because we're a little bit more distant or it's digital doesn't mean that that's not the way that it is. It is the way that it is. And it's getting worse all the fucking time. Yeah, because, I mean, I've talked about it many a times. It's like as much as we are connected through social media like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and everything like that, we are more far apart than we have ever been, you know, (laughs) in recent times because, like, I could put something out there. Yeah, and I, I say I've said this on multiple podcasts. I said it multiple times. I could put a tweet out there. Um, I can ask for feedback for my podcast, and I can have a poll attached to it. But like, hey, I'm looking for feedback about this certain topic. A motherfucker will retweet it. A motherfucker will like it, and they'll even comment on it. But they won't do the motherfucking poll that I asked them to do. I see people do that. <laughs> do that, man. Yeah. Or if sure. you, or email. Email is one of the most 
was one of the most mind blowing things that we could ever got when it first came out or whatever. Yeah. Instead of putting a damn your tongue on the goddamn stamp and putting it on the envelope, then licking the back of the envelope and having to compose and find a pen and a piece of paper and write some shit down. Maybe draw a smiley face on the end, put PS, I hate you, motherfucker. And put it inside and put it in the mailbox and wait for the mailman to pick it up and bring it to wherever the hell it gotta go. To Rob, I can type it. Type, that type. sounds. That sounds like so much work. I'm tired just listening to you. I I, I don't even want to. I don't want to think about those days. Those were not the good old days. They were the shitty slow old days. It, it was weird because like my wife is a writer. She she loves poetry. She liked to write. She mm-hmm. do you know she write things. And she and her aunt they still send paper mail to each other. And it blows. I love my, that. And it blows my fucking mind because like she'll get a um, letter in the mail and I'm like, oh shit, here you go. And it, she opened it up and it's like paper with words on it. I was like, <laughs> what is like, this? What is this getting stuck like, in the seat for twenty years? Like, how did this happen? What is this? I was like, is this her wheel? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll damn go in the room and she'll sit at a desk and she'll write her back. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are, are, are you taking notes? Are you doing classes? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> What's that thing with the ink coming out of it? What is this? This ancient technology. And she's got the top loader VCR next to her. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't understand because, like, um, you know, booking guests for a podcast. Um, I'll go to these different Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts or whatever, and they'll be like, contact me. Use this email address. And I fucking type up my email, and I send it to them, and I never hear back from a motherfucker. Never. Yeah. Don't give me no acknowledgement, nothing at all. And I was like, I don't understand it. What, what's going on? I mean, the email, it, I mean, it said it sent. It didn't send me no errors. I know it went right. to your box because I sent a motherfucker read receipt with it. People make- don't usually bother responding almost fucking ever. I think if you, if you get one out of ten, you, you're doing well. You know, in most cases. I think you're doing well. Um we got lucky with it with a bunch of them, I think. Uh, and, and we used to have a, a contact that would that helped us, you know, reach out to people and get people on the show. Um, and, and, you know, I think that um, people underestimate, though, uh, on the other side of it, underestimate how many people would be willing to to do an interview or show or whatever. Like, sometimes you go, oh, God, they're never going to say yes. Yeah. And they're like, Fuck yeah, whatever. I don't care. They don't even know what the fuck the show's about. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but but I'll tell you what, man. I like it. I like it too. Like if I send somebody an email or something, and even if they say no, I appreciate that they say no. Yes, I mean I appreciate the acknowledgement. I mean that you was like, all right, you got the thing, and you can't do it for whatever reason. Fine, I I get that. Just yeah. I need that. Can I get that, please? <laughs> Dude, I got I got a response from Will Shatner once. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I tweeted at Will Shatner from Awesome Talks Twitter, and I was like, "Dude, you should come on our show on on this Tuesday." And he said he had to he couldn't because he was riding his motorcycle that day or something like that. Like, <laughs> but like the fact that he just that he even responded that he first off that he saw it because yes. Will Shatner's Twitter game is 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 off the chain, dude. Like Will Shatner <laughs> tweets all fucking day, dude. And and he's got millions of followers. So to fire him off a tweet that he saw and he responded to, I was like, all right, that's all right. At least he said no. That's cool. Yeah. You know just, what I mean? Just shot it off into the ether and it just happened to get grabbed or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, because like, but I, I, I like that. I, I, I like hearing no more than I like not getting any response at all. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I've um, there's a martial artist that I really dig. His name is Maurice Crump. And if there was anybody, because I love the blade, that is the best cartoon villain name. <laughs> 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 the Hanna Barbera villain, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucking top hat and curly mustache, and shit. <laughs> be like Snidely Whiplash. The monoc- <laughs> he ties women to the train tracks and runs away <laughs> dastardly. <laughs> and um, I love the Blade franchise or whatever. That's like my favorite movies ever. And I said if if they Marvel ever got to stick out of their ass and rebooted the fr- the Blade franchise and they had to replace Wesley Snipes, this would be the dude to do it because his style is indicative of that of the Blade character, and I, I believe he can pull it off very well. And I sent him emails. I damn I tweeted at the motherfucker. He followed me on Twitter. That's cool. And um, one day he was on um, motherfucking uh, Instagram Live. And I just tuned in <laughs> and I fucking, I was like, Hey motherfucker, you've been ducking me. <laughs> and I mean, I, I didn't say motherfucker, but you know, I was more professional than that. Right. Right. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> you've been ducking like, me. Motherfucker. He, but what was cool is like, he recognized, you know, the random ramblers with Rob or whatever. He's like, Oh yeah. You said I've been ducking you on Twitter or whatever. Right. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. But did he ever come on your show? No. God damn it! <laughs> but uh, Dude, I mean, but he, he he acknowledged me, and he was like, "Hey, I mean, because he is, I mean, I understand celebrities are, are busy or whatever. Because I mean, he run a martial arts academy, a stunt academy. He doing movies and all kind of shit like that. So I understand. And he was like, "Yeah, I seen your stuff on Twitter or whatever." And I was like, "So you gonna be on the motherfucking show?" <laughs> and he was right, like. Right. You know, like, yeah, just uh, give them my, because, I mean, my time is not my time. You know, I got people that damn schedule these things for me. So send, send the email, and if we can work it in, we can work it in. And so I was like, I was fine with that. If he say no or I never hear from him again, I'm good with that. Right, right, right. Yeah. At least you got the acknowledgement. Dude, you know who um, you know who rejected who rejected us recently for Awesome Talk? <laughs> I, I reached out to Tazon Day. Do you remember him? Chocolate Rain. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> So I reached out to Tazon Day because here's something about Tazon Day. Everybody knows him because of the fucking chocolate, chocolate rain song. But, dude, I'm telling everybody should go to his Facebook page because he's like he's on there singing a song from Disney. I don't know. What, it's like from Beauty and the Beast or something like that. It will blow your mind how talented of a singer he really is. It is it, it it like will give you goosebumps. It's so fucking good. But and I asked him to be on Awesome Talk, and uh, his response was that uh, he likes to keep his brand PG, and he's worried that if he comes on a show like Awesome Talk, it might be problematic for for what he's trying to promote. Which was a fully acceptable answer for me. Like I completely understand that because no, if the yeah, guys... nobody should be associated with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. They can help if, it. if you want to be PG, I respect him because that obviously means that he bothered to look yeah, at Awesome Talk and go, yeah. "Oh, this is shady as fuck." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was like, he knew enough to know what your show was. You know, it's like you guys talk about fucking dogs. No. Yeah. No thanks. No thanks. <laughs> I'm afraid you guys are gonna gonna spring a question on. Me, I don't expect. <laughs> so I mean, is he using the chocolate rain voice when he's singing and shit? What it sounds like, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah, like that's what he yeah. really he's, sounds like. This when he talks, he's yeah. Very, 
Very regal sounding. I, it I is love it. Regal. I wish I had a voice like that. So I just have this. <laughs> He's like, yes, this is Billy D. Williams, and I sponsor Colt Forty Five. <laughs> Lando. <laughs> Lando. <laughs> oh man, shit. Yeah. But I don't mind that. I don't mind. I don't mind rejection. I, I reached out to you. You ever hear of an artist named Molly Crabapple? No. <laughs> Uh, she's an artist and she like writes for like the Huffington Post or something and um, she got arrested at Occupy Wall Street and like they like stuck her in a fucking little cage for like 24 hours or something and and um, really successful artist and I reached out to her to be on Awesome Talk and she just said she was working too much and couldn't make the time I, I just think she didn't want to be on the show which is fine but again the response just uh, even if you just texted me or, or or tweeted at me, no, sorry, I would find that acceptable. Yeah, like like I wouldn't take it personally or negatively at all. I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool, got the message. That's awesome. Yeah, Thank if you. you're ever gonna take it personally, you shouldn't have a show. I mean, yeah. unless they're like you're an ugly motherfucker, I will not be seen with you. <laughs> then you could take it personally. Oh, <laughs> then then if they do that, they're going against the whole Potter family, and then they're gonna have a fucking problem <laughs> on their hands. Nah, dude. F- fuck the. I mean, let a motherfucker do that to me, man. I mean, I'm I'm retired. I ain't got shit else to do. I'd probably go try to find a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's like. like, like- Jane, Bob. <laughs> like Joe Budden. <laughs> do, you, do you know the rapper Joe Budden? Oh, yeah. He was chasing the motherfuckers in the car. Yeah, I told you, dude. He, dude, he fucking he went to the guy's house. <laughs> dude, what the fuck, man? They, they asked for that shit, though. Hell, yeah, they asked for that shit, man. Once in a while, it is like Jay and Silent Bob. Sooner or later, somebody is going to show up at your fucking door and punch you in the you motherfucking know, people face. People don't ever expect the internet world and the real world to collide. Right. Like, that's like an earth-shattering experience for most people when that happens. Yeah, man. They treat the internet like it's fiction. Yeah, yeah. Like, Especially like if, a motherfucker, if a motherfucker get caught slipping, leaving his damn location on and shit. It was like, hmm, uh. I got time. I think I can make that drive. <laughs> right, right. All right. I know where this guy is. This is going to be easy. And then, I mean, if, if you're that type of person, they're always putting your shit out there or whatever. I mean, I only put my shit out there when I'm in Walmart. I mean, you can find where that Walmart is and kind of like triangulate and find me or something. But like, damn, if a motherfucker get caught slipping, you put his damn shit on and he always on Instagram posting where he at and or whatever. I mean, it doesn't take much. There's like, all right, he's in Kalamazoo. All right, I'm in Kalamazoo. <laughs> let me let me check out his Instagram feed. All right, he was at the Walmart. I show up to the Walmart. All right, he ain't at the Walmart. Let's see what his next post is. All right, he's on Highway 63. All right, let me go on the well. All right, there he is. I got you. <laughs> right. Dude, have you ever had anybody recognize you in, in Walmart from the Walmart blogs? No, not not via I feel that. Like by this point, the Walmart employees all have to like keep up with him on social media. Yeah. Well, I mean, most recently, back in my hometown, I'm from Lake Charles, Louisiana. It's about uh, two hours or so away from Houston, where I live. And um, there was a lady that seen my Walmart stuff, and she was an employee at um, a Walmart in my hometown. And um, she was um, talking about, because, I mean, I guess she's a, a she loves the, um, the staff there or whatever, and she was talking about how her freaking... Um, manager works real hard she take care of her employees and everything and she asked me to give them a shout out so that's what i did the next time i went to walmart i gave that specific show uh store a shout out i I gave the manager a shout out and the workers and everybody and i was like next time i go home i'm going to that walmart and i'm gonna meet up with y'all i'm gonna do a damn video up in walk up in that walmart (laughs) 
Dude, he's going to end up with a Walmart sponsorship. It's like the best sponsorship any podcast has ever randomly gotten. Because, <laughs> you know, because, you know, like, like, I think it would be awesome because the way you do it, you don't do it in, in, in like a people of Walmart way. Like, you don't do it in a way that, that like repels people. You do it in a way where it's like, where else can you get bacon flavored Pop Tarts? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look, this is, this is a, 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 like a GMO. Marvel right here like this is the best thing I've ever seen you know like it's it's like it's sort of a, a strange it is a podcast level endorsement is what it is <laughs> and podcasting has changed the way endorsements happen so like like I was talking to somebody recently about how advertising has changed because of the internet so like it used to be like when you watch tv right when you watch tv there was like a list of dirty words that, that you couldn't say on TV. There was a there were certain topics you couldn't you couldn't say. And the only reason any of that exists is because if you have something on TV that they think is repellent to the public, you can't sell advertising time and you won't make any money. Yeah. So the and FCC that was won't let me be. <laughs> yeah. So in the podcasting world, it's different. Like I was listening to Bill Burr recently. And he had a sponsor, and he, he was just making fun of the sponsor and laughing through it and saying fuck through the whole entire thing. Yeah. And he's still sponsored by the same people because they know, oh, yeah, maybe all of that was bullshit that we were worried about. Maybe people like this realness. Maybe people are into this. Yeah, and I kind, of see, I kind of see a world where, where integrity and art and the corporate world can sort of exist together yeah. as long as they don't fuck with one another. Yeah. Like – I'll sure like sure I'll take your sponsorship just don't fucking tell me what to do exactly you know what I mean you have no you have no you cannot dictate anything that I say do or talk about and if you think you can I'll find somebody else yeah and I, and I, I think that's I, fair yeah I, I totally understand that because like I mean if it came down to sponsorship or whatever if you don't let me do it the way I want to do it I mean you might as well just get the fuck on yeah, they're not sponsoring your show at that point. They're sponsoring the show they want you to be, and that's yeah. not the right. same thing. And if you want that, go to Hollywood and go get a TV show. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, because I wanted um, I'm tr I'm still trying to get with them. I mean, they they seem like they're busy or whatever. It's a uh, that uh, anonymous delivery service, Dick at your door. They spend. They send, <laughs> yeah, they send. Uh, you can uh, send big chocolate penises to people doorstep anonymously. Oh. Is it good chocolate though? I don't know. I never put the chocolate penis in my mouth, so I, I can't tell you if it's good or not. <laughs> is it circumcised or uncircumcised? Uh, it's circumcised. It's circumcised. Are there big balls? Is a it has a decent set of balls. Um, probably okay. about probably half 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 a handful. Um, very veiny. Uh, nice. Wow, they got veins and everything. Yeah, good girth. Okay, so it's not a smooth shaft. It's a, is it? No. Yeah, but is it one of those rip-off chocolate cocks? Like they have the chocolate Santa that are hollow in the middle. I mean, I fuck know. that. That's such a fucking rip-off. It's got to be solid chocolate. Unless it's filled with like Bavarian cream. Ooh. <laughs> well, mm. I, you know, I you know, know you like oh. the cream. And then you you give it a squish and just. <laughs> oh yeah. You can you can like bite the tip and it just be like ah. Oh. Yeah, like ah. Oh. <laughs> just get it all over your face. <laughs> Now that you know what, fuck the sponsorship. Start your own service. Yeah, be like, be like, uh, B Rob at your door and shit. <laughs> B Rob's Bavarian cream cocks. <laughs> I don't think Miss. I don't think Miss B Rob would take kindly to that. 
me <laughs> chauffeuring around my my uh, chocolate penises or whatever. Like, <laughs> you you like carry them on a red wagon just through the town, <laughs> rolling down the street You're like Girl Scout cookies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but she got like an air conditioner hooked to the back to keep them cold because you don't want a bunch of melted penises. Oh man. <laughs> Some people prefer them that way. Some people, you know, but but when I when I want a penis at the door, I want it to be at least intact when it arrives. If I want it melted, I'll melt it myself. I have space eaters. Yeah, because they got a (laughs) um, they got another service. I think it's called a bag of dicks, and it's a a little bag of gummy dicks, so you can tell people. I think I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to pitch the same thing to the dick at your door people. I was like, hey man, you could do this. You can put like many chocolate penises. In a bag, and you'd be like, eat a bag of dicks, and it's like mini chocolate, and you just like, yum, it's good. Yeah, just eat them like Cheetos. Just huh. you're like, oh, what are you doing? Ah, oh, just eating all these dicks. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look into it. I'm gonna try to take that shit to the next level. I'm gonna put like actual like walnuts inside the nut sack, so like you oh, bite the nut sack and got almonds in it. It's like, yeah. Like I, I feel like they're they're running with the dick idea, and they're probably not even focused on the quality of the, the the product. Yeah, the balls. They're not even focused on the quality of the balls. The balls are an afterthought, and I think that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all about a good, healthy set of balls, and I've said that before yeah. on the on my show, and I stand by what I say. In fact, you stand by your balls. I stand by my te- my testicles are very clean. Every every ridge, every wrinkle. And <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. You're welcome. <laughs> And, and and there's a whole process to that, but I'll tell you what. I wanted to get sponsored by by there's a company called Fresh Balls. What? And basically, okay, so if you're dealing with any sort of sweaty balls or anything like that, you want your balls to stay fresh. My balls it's like sweaty this right cream. Now. It's like this cream that you put on your balls and it goes on as a cream, tingles a little bit and becomes almost like a powder. So it doesn't melt or anything later. It is great. And I thought for the amount of the amount of ball conversations we have in the show, fresh balls would be like our shit. Like, yeah. how, how could they not want to be sponsored? <laughs> how could we not want to be sponsored? I mean, it would be a perfect relationship. Dude, I mean, think of the combo. You got undercover condoms and you got the uh, the ball stuff. I mean, it goes <laughs> together because, like, you could put the condom on and then, you know, you get sweaty and hot when you're doing the thing. The ball cream will come in and boom. Oh, my God. So your dick is not threatening because it can't get sperm anywhere unwanted. Like in a vagina or something, and the balls behind it are just like we're clean, we're smooth, we're dry, we smell good. Let's do this. Yeah, you can get like a, um, you can get like a shellac. She has allergic reaction to your fresh balls, and everything (laughs) goes to shit real fast. Well, look, if she's gonna swell all up and get tight, I'd rather be in there. (laughs) I guess that's right. You know, yeah. That's the way I see it anyway. Then you be daggone sit there like two dogs stuck together and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You got to call somebody to get you out. Somebody come over and bring a crowbar. (laughs) Got to get out of this. I got to go to work. (laughs) Nah, fucking take it with you. It's like, you you know, when you eat food and they get in your teeth. And I mean, you just save that for later, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just put her on the red wagon. Yeah, or strap her into one of those front carrying baby Baby, you papoose. Know, papoose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, this is me, and this is my uh, girlfriend in the papoose. And this is my plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get paid extra for this plus one? Yeah, I need, I need per diem for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this one isn't going to feed itself. Yeah, I need hove lane passes and everything. <laughs> yeah, give me some Twinkies and something else, some water. It's getting dehydrated. Uh, she's, and she's like, I'm right here. 
Stop talking about me like I'm not in the room. Yeah, my vagina's sore because of your fresh balls. Because <laughs> your balls just had to be fresh. Yeah, you couldn't just leave them on that all natural, could you? You sorry, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you weren't born defective with these smelly balls, you wouldn't have this fucking problem. I mean, I can um, I thought about y'all the other day. Um, me and my wife was driving around. And I seen one of them big uh, Okana line vans or whatever. And I remember y'all talking about doing like the podcast tour and tricking out the vans. Yeah. Like, the, uh, I, as soon as I seen the van, it's just like it, it was like boom, ice, ice, and the face. I was like, <laughs> man, I want to do that too. <laughs> and it's, it, I think it's a good idea. It's something. It's something I really would love to see happen, man. But like, it's just, it's got to be bigger, man. It's got to be bringing in an income. Yeah. And and I think it could. I think it could someday. You know, it, it's um. I don't know. I, I I think we could do it. It has to be big enough for us to fundraise enough money to to visit all the shows that we would have to or you yeah. know, want to. Yeah. Or even get I mean, you to somewhere that you would want to go to do something like that. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't really focus on um, going to places because we want to go to the place. We would probably map out the trip based on which shows we were going to visit. I just realised, Tom, we got to do a promo for the Movie Source Flex podcast and we don't have any fucking music to go with it. We need to find a composer then, don't we? Someone like maybe Danny Elfman? Oh, God. How, how would that go? How'd, how'd... I don't know, but I feel like you're going to tell me. I imagine it goes something like... Something like that. If you want to hear more stuff like this, head over to the Moviesaurus Rex podcast. Or don't. Or, or don't. It don't, it don't really fucking matter, does it? Do what you want. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe do. Or don't. Please. <laughs> please. Please listen to us. Because like, the whole p- purpose is we want to visit shows from different states and have them guest on, on an ice in the face or vice versa across the country and i wanted to make that into a documentary about different podcasters but yeah i mean financially it's an enormous undertaking yeah Yeah, fucking right and i mean just (laughs) just even thinking about texas goddamn just houston texas alone it takes me because i live in the upper northwest corner for me to get from the north side down to the south side of houston is damn near an hour Wow. Dude, I Damn. I just walked across uh, an airport in Texas, and that took like almost an hour. <laughs> that took an hour and a train. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's this the only is- part of Texas I've ever seen, but it was fucking enormous. <laughs> a lot of cowboy hats. Oh yeah, a lot of cowboy hats. No, no lie. Speaking of freaking cowboy shit or whatever, me and my wife, we in the motherfucking IHOP eating delicious. Omelets and pancakes. Moves over my hammy. Oh, no, I didn't have that. I wanted That's some crepes. That's my favorite. <laughs> I wanted some crepes, but it didn't come with pancakes. So the lady sold me um just like the veggie pancakes. I mean, not pancakes, an uh, omelet, and it came with the three stack. So I went with that instead. And I wound up eating the omelet, and I was going to bring the pancakes home. I put them in the box and everything, and then I left my motherfucking box at the IHOP. Uh, let me ask you something about wait, this. Wait, wait. You said speaking of cowboys. What the hell did that have to do with cowboys? <laughs> I know. I was, I was... And, and that, but I want to come the back. The box to the... was a giant cowboy hat. I, I want to come back to the pancakes it. after this. 
Yeah, I don't know. I was just upset about my pancakes, and I had to relive the moment. <laughs> I had a segue somehow. You're like, speaking of cowboys, let me tell you about these pancakes, motherfucker. <laughs> nah, but we in there, we eating and everything, and they had um, these two gentlemen sitting across from us at the little two-seater table, and he had a pair of cowboy boots on, but on the bottom of them, it was treaded like tennis shoes. And I was like... <laughs> What the fuck? Dude, on Ice in the Face, I think we talked about him. I, there's a guy who makes, uh, he takes your, your cowboy boots and makes custom, like, they're almost like flip-flop cowboy boots. Like, he, yeah, he like, I carves the that. bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, why? So, in case like, you why? Wanna... Like, no self-respecting cowboy yeah, is right. going to be like, I'm going to get on the back of a fucking stallion. No. And no. I'm going to be wearing these bitches. Like, I feel like a real cowboy, like a real cowboy. If you came walking in with a pair of those, he would put his fist up your asshole is what he would do. <laughs> He'd now, be he, like, what is this? He probably damn fucking try to hog tie in eight seconds. Or some shit. <laughs> yeah, be like, oh, I got to take care of this one. This one's gotten out of the pen. Yeah, but that shit f- freaked me the hell out. I was like, oh, look, he got cowboy boots on. Then he kind of like lifted his foot up, and I was like, damn, he got tread on the bottom of these motherfuckers. They say Nike. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you got to real quick go from driving the herd to getting on the tennis court. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a different kind of world now. People live all sorts of different lives at once now. Yeah. It used to be if you were a cowboy, we knew what you'd do with your time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a cowboy, I don't know what the fuck you do. You yeah. might. You might carve flowers out of watermelon or some shit like that, or or fucking um, or 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 do hair or 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 paint nails or some shit like that. Like <laughs> you never know. Like everybody's multifaceted. Well, now. they're going to be painting a lot of nails because now that you know you have the open-toed cowboy boots, you're going to have to pretty yes. up your toes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Why not? I mean, <laughs> if there's anybody's feet. If there's anybody's feet and toes I don't want to see, it's probably a cowboy. I imagine their feet are gnarled. Those from days being... are long gone, my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, but, but even think about that. I mean, uh, a fucking cowboy boot or even like some women's heels. Them bitches is a triangle. So your toes yeah. is like. <laughs> right. Your, your feet are just pointy. <laughs> They're just pointy. I, don't, I never I don't understood pointy shoes. Never my whole life. My sister, my older sister used to buy pointy shoes all the time. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why would you do this? Dude. Like they're so unnatural yeah. looking. I don't or, understand the allure. Or like you go to the supermarket and there's like some woman out there and she's like all done up and she's got like the fuck me heels on and she's tripping while she's pushing the shopping cart. And it's she's like, walking like a praying mantis. And yeah, you're like, yeah. why would you wear shoes that make you walk like that? It's like you are at the supermarket. What are you trying to accomplish here? Like oh. what's supposed to happen? Oh, I mean, I don't know. It's probably that, um, you know, that that female worker mentality or whatever, you know, you go to school, uh, not school, you go to work, y'all business uh, orientated, you got your heels on or whatever, but when you get off work, them heels fly the fuck off. Because I seen a lady in a full-blown pants suit or whatever with some motherfucking Uggs on. And I'm like... Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, she's Hillary Clinton on the top and comfortable on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Back to IHOP. Yes, pancakes. <laughs> She thinks the red velvet pancakes are bullshit. No, I like no, no, the no, red wait, velvet. Can I, no, 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 no. Right. I think red velvet is bullshit. And it is Ooh. because it's just fucking red dye and then they call it something else. There is no flavor attached. That's all in your mind. <laughs> what is If that I had a velvet? pancake and I put red dye in it, then suddenly it's red velvet pancake. Nothing fucking changed except there's more cancer-causing ingredients. 
I feel like it's a better pancake. No, you're, you're, it's just you this know? weird emotional attachment you have. To I'm it. not emotionally attached to pancakes. <laughs> no, you're emotionally or attached any to red velvet. I'm not emotionally. I, first yeah, off, you told me red velvet cake is your favorite. I'm like, so basically, cake with dye in it is your favorite. I don't know. Like, there man, is no I, flavor I, red velvet. How would you know? You have diabetes. You can't even eat the cake. You I have can no fucking, fucking idea. Eat cake. I, have just no idea. Ha- I just have cake insulin. You have no I idea. You're looking from a distance and you're judging from a well, distance. Well, you know what? Sometimes you're a hater. you need to be a little outside the situation to see the truth of it. Okay? I guess so. I think you're a cake and pancake hater. I think. Well, you know what I always say. What? If pancakes are the poor man's waffle. I know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she said she had damn uh, cake insulin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, the red velvet better i i choose the Dude, red velvet. I, like they don't even know why they landed on red like technically with that logic you can make green velvet yellow velvet blue white velvet. velvet like cake blue. with no dye could just be white velvet cake oh my god blue velvet elvis pancakes oh with peanut butter and banana and banana sideburns oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you get like a little toilet bowl mock-up and you sit it on the top and have like rug addicts and then instead of it. sprinkles it's just a bunch of different painkillers <laughs> <laughs> and when they serve it to you, they gotta be like, oh, hey, oh, hey, hey. dude. I always thought Elvis was kind of a fucking joke until I watched this documentary about him, and he was fucking hilarious, man. Like, there, there is a scene where he goes on stage and he's completely wasted, and he forgets all the words to his song, so he starts just going, just going. Well, I don't fucking know. They're like, and like he like was seriously just a normal funny guy. Like he wasn't. Yeah. Hey, I'm Elvis in real Dang. life. Like in real life, he was just a funny fucking dude. And after that, I like, I just thought he was awesome. Yeah. Before that, I thought he was like a weird novelty plastic figurine. <laughs> he got treated that way. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I wish Elvis was alive and had a Twitter right now. I feel like it would be amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> he would probably have cowboy boot flip flops though. Let's not get all. But he would you know. own those cowboy boot flip flops. He would be all about that shit. There would be rhinestones and everything going on there. <laughs> they would be beautiful. The first pair of cowboy flip-flops with sideburns. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Who else, who else in the world, who can you name that could bust out some cowboy boot flip-flops and rock that shit so hard that people would want them? The Rock. Yeah, The Rock could do it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you're equating The Rock with Elvis Presley. No, I'm not. I just think he, he, he could wear those and get away with it. I think people would be like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Because if know. I don't say that, this seven-foot mountain is going to punch the shit out of me. I don't know. Maybe Mick Jagger. Maybe Mick Jagger. <laughs> maybe Mick Jagger. But I don't, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's uh, copying Mick Jagger's swag. Like, I don't think like <laughs> people look at Mick Jagger and go, He's that's who alive. I want to be. Oh, he's still kicking, man. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's what people say. I saw a picture recently of, like, their, whatever the fuck the guy's name is, their guitar player, the bass player. And, you know, he's, like, 80. And he had a 19-year-old girlfriend. So he's got this, this, like, hot little hipster chick, like, hanging out with him. And then this rink, like, the dude's face is like a melted mask, like, falling off of his head. He's like a melted chocolate dick. Yeah, (laughs) he's like a (laughs) dick. And he's just like, yeah, I'm banging this. And I'm like, how? I don't like, know. Viagra, maybe? 
I don't even know if Viagra can solve that, man, because we're talking about a lot of drugs and a lot of alcohol over the years, and that shit shuts your tubes down. Well, I don't know. He might have the little hanger hookup thing that y'all was talking about and keep it straight. That's what it's made for. And let me tell you what, that thing doesn't doesn't even your dick doesn't even need to be hard to appear hard with it's, that. That's repulsive. It's just it's like, like a it would be like it would be like fucking a bony caterpillar. It <laughs> would still be like mush on the outside, right, but right, like right. with something sort of like stable on the inside. Oh. I think it would be better to just have go ahead. Oh, it'll be you know those little um, jail things. You know you um, the you, little, sque- yeah, you squeeze. Yeah, exactly them. what it would be. Yeah, it'll be like one of them with a stick in it. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. I feel like it would just be better e- to even, not fuck. To not fuck, probably because who wants to see that guy naked? But 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 have a strap on nearby when you're eighty. You know, know what I mean? Just in have case. Have them in every room. Because if you're gonna go ahead and put that girl through this. Because she's not hanging around forever. She probably thinks, oh, I hit the jackpot. All I got to do is suck his old balls for another year or two before he kicks off. Yeah, well, he's not marrying her. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Hey, but is that damn, uh, what's that shit when the motherfuckers live together for so damn long? (laughs) Marriage. (laughs) That's bullshit. He's not going to live long enough for that to become a legal marriage. True. This is true. (laughs) She's just going to be a chick in the house with a dead body going, I wonder how long I can. This isn't much different from when he was alive. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how long I can go without calling the cops so I can enjoy every last minute of this before I have to leave. Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Question 17. When choosing a seat at a largely empty movie cinema, do you? A. Sit directly in front of another person. B. Sit right alongside a couple clearly enamored with one another. Or C. Take a seat away from other patrons that afford you a good you. If you answered A or B, fuck you. For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Because the family's not going to show up and be like, oh, Oh, you were his she, girlfriend. She has the right yeah, to all of Yeah, you have the right this. to stay here. They're going to be like, get out of here, you fucking nitwit. <laughs> yeah, and like people come up to the house and check on him and be like, weekend at Bernie's and shit. They're just holding him yep. up by the back and shit. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what it's like with the stick and the dick. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta play Aerosmith music and shit for it to damn come alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going crazy. Oh my God, this is the same thing. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got my head in here sweating and shit. (laughs) Dude, it's like 80 degrees in here and the cat just took a shit. And all I can smell is the cat's shit. Our cats. Our cats are the laziest, most unnatural... Pieces worst excuses for animals like they don't even want to ju- like you when you think of cats you think like oh they're great jumpers and they always land on their feet it's like our cats will take the longest route possible between two places just so it doesn't have to fucking jump on anything yeah like what a poor pathetic excuse for an animal it can't even do its own natural instincts yeah if these things if they were outside they'd be dead an hour <laughs> <laughs> dead in an hour i'm and so used to hearing that noise i like looked around yeah, I actually like, thought oh, it was God, real. what's I was being like, destroyed it's like we're in the fucking jungle out here like <laughs> fuck. 
dude, sometimes I won't leave the bedroom just because I don't want to deal with the cats yet. Yeah. Like, that's like the official start of the day is when I have to, like, yell at the cats for doing 20 things wrong in, like, five fucking minutes. And they sit outside the bedroom door like waiting. a little army. Just, just yeah. staring at the door waiting for you to come out. Hey, there's yeah. a lot of them. That, that sounds <laughs> like <Rob> Marines. It sounds like a, a whole bunch of junior Marines that I had once upon a time. I'd wake up out of my goddamn shit when I was in Iraq and be like, what the hell y'all want? He was like, the staff sergeant. <laughs> Man, you did two tours of Iraq, huh? No, I did three. <laughs> I, I did, God. I did uh, three uh, in Iraq and one in fact, uh, Afghanistan. Man. And you're retired already. Yes. You're young, dude. Oh yeah, I got lucky. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, I will be thirty-five next month. Oh, okay. So I am older than you. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, and you're retired already. Good for you. Yeah, they they gave me the option. It was like, well, I mean, you have sixteen years now. I mean, <laughs> you rate retirement at twenty, but um, you can leave now if you want to. I was like, do I still get retirement? And he's like, yeah, we just uh reduce it a little bit. I was like, shit, let's go. <laughs> Fucking awesome! Good for you, man. So that's great. So yeah, that's great. But I mean, it's it wasn't as bad as like, you know, like many people may think it was. I mean, the first time it's fucking sucked, but damn, the second, third, and the fourth, it was. Yeah, I mean, by the fourth deployment, I was out there going to the motherfucking USO, playing Xbox, eating Pizza Hut, <laughs> drinking coffee bean and shit. You know, yeah. 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 How much time do you ha- did you have in between each time you had to go back? Um, the very first one was like right after 9-11. So it was when we first initially invaded um, Iraq. So that was like 2002, 2003. And then um, the second time I went back was like 2004, 2005. And wow. then after that was uh, 2008, 2009. And then the last one was uh, 2012, 2013. Damn. So it's like seven months of pop. Yeah. Man, that's a and lot. And it was all dude. the same time. It was all September. So I missed Christmas, uh, New Year, all that yeah. shit. <laughs> and my birthday. <laughs> right, right. Did you? And were, were you, when did you get married? Um, the second time, uh, it was, <laughs> shit, not that long before my third deployment. Um wow. We got married in September of 2008. Uh, it was three days after her birthday. And I think by the end of that month, I was on a plane leaving. Uh, Damn, man. So you got to feel, but, but. Do but, you get a lot of warning before you have to go? Yeah. Uh, like, do you know, like months in advance or like a week in advance? Well, the first time, not so much because shit was like buildings was falling and the Pentagon yeah. was like not, uh, what is that, a hexagon no more? It was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, the Pentagon wasn't the Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was right, like, right, wait right. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, damn it. <laughs> I've been drinking Crown, sponsored by Crown Royal Maple. And, uh, <laughs> So that was like, hey, man, shit's going down. We about to go. So, you know, that's how that happened. The second time I got plenty of warning. No, I lied. The second time was by happenstance because I was slated to go on recruiting duty. And um, I already made arrangements um, at the time. My, my Both of my older kids was living with me. I was a single parent. And I was slated to go on recruiting duty. So I sent my kids to Louisiana 
to be with um, my parents, my gran- their grandparents. And while I go to recruiting school for like six or seven weeks, and then once I graduated, I would have went to my duty station. I could have picked them up and, you know, did recruiting. But I got disqualified after my unit deployed. So it was like, well, um, since you're not going on recruiting duty no more, let's go ahead and get you on this deployment. <laughs> oh, man, dude. And then um, so that was like I knew about the um, deployment months in advance, but I – had no You didn't know you were a part of it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the That's... third time I had plenty of time. I you know, I did workups and all kind of stuff like that. And within the time frame of um the workups and getting prepared to go on the deployment, that's when I met Mrs. B. Rob. <laughs> so I was like in the even in the beginning before we made it serious or whatever, I was like, Hey, I'm going on this deployment, you know. I mean, I'm just letting you know. So you wait know. right here. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I Beyonce'd it. I liked it, so I put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so that, and then the last time, it was like a motherfucker didn't like me. He didn't like my attitude. I didn't like him. We didn't get the fuck along, and that's how I wound up on the goddamn deployment. <laughs> wow, ah. fucked up, dude. That's fucked up. So was, let me ask you something. Um, I, like I've heard a lot of different opinions from a lot of different soldiers who went over there and they seem to be like all over the map. I've heard things like like you have no idea how bad it is to to we shouldn't fucking be over there. I've heard everything in between. In your opinion, the type of things that you see, that you've seen, do you feel like we had a, a real reason to be over there or 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 are you even allowed to say anything about it? I'm retired. I do what the fuck I want. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've met I've met retired re- retired um, military before who have who have said there are things that they can't talk about, things I mean, that they just can't say. It just depends. I mean, I was a lowly guy on the totem pole or whatever. I did. I was just there to do the things. I mean, I can only and I'm, I'm only speaking for me. I'm not speaking for the entire Marine Corps or Armed Services or whatever. I'm just speaking for B Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, because of what happened, you know, the towers and the, 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 not the octagon, but the pentagon, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, I felt justified in what we were doing, but you know, being there when the shit was going down, I mean, I'm not a person that's quick to anger. It takes a lot to make me mad, but just to be out there, you know, seeing, you know, a lot of these, a lot of innocent people, getting fucked up for something somebody else did, you know, that was disheartening to me. And I kind of felt like, I mean, why are we even fucking doing this? You know, we just kind of going in there blind looking for something, you know, not, you know, we were just told to go here, blow the fuck out of this shit and then move on into Baghdad. You know, that's pretty much was the objective. So, I mean, I felt bad in that aspect, you know, just, you know, these people live here, you know, and yeah, yeah. I'm camping out in front of their fucking house with a goddamn 50 cal machine gun on top of a truck, just sitting there like pointing at their house and shit while their kids is peeking through the window at me. Like, what the hell is you, you doing in my front yard? You know, right, right, right. Because because they show images here like like Iraq was nothing but fucking caves. And then like people like like talk to you, you know, but we're talking about way early 2000s. We're not yeah. talking about like big Internet days, you know, yeah. and then people are like, yeah, you know, like. There's like McDonald's is out yes. there and shit and Cokes and shit like yeah. it's, it's like here almost. You know what I mean? Like it's so so I've, I've heard people say it was really weird. Yeah, it, it was weird. Like, I mean, before we went into Iraq, we were in Kuwait, which was the safe zone. So we 
when um, George Bush gave the go in um, March 23rd, 2003, for us to invade Iraq. Um, we were just in Kuwait, just waiting on him to say when. And um, when we was in Kuwait, I mean, it was just like that. It was just a, this big-ass city, and it had a Nestle Crunch factory. And we had <laughs> the cooks that had made um, a friendship with some of the locals, and they would sneak Nestle Crunch in cereals <laughs> and all kind of shit, and we would drink it with goat's milk. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, I mean, we made, you know, we had a couple of uh, British factions out there, and we would trade cigarettes and uh, Cuban cigars with them. And, I mean, wow. While we was in this little patch of desert outside of the city of Kuwait, <laughs> you know, so I mean that was weird to me. And then like I can remember landing in Kuwait at the port, and they driving us to where we're gonna be based at out in the desert. And I'm driving through the city, and I'm seeing exit signs, you know, in Arabic or whatever, for McDonald's <laughs> off in the desert. Yeah, right, 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 right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm driving by, been eating MREs and all this other crap ass food, and I was like, man, I sure want a fucking Big Mac right now. <laughs> I was like, can, can we take a quick detour? You know, they won't even know we gone. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Just pull up in the drive through with this big ass truck. Like, hey, let me get two <laughs> Salamala Lambs number sevens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, because you, dude, you've always seemed to me to be a really peaceful and, and nice guy, yeah. and like and like what what you're what you're saying it, it sounds to me like um, you know, like like you said, you know, we went over there due to what a few people fucked up, like what a few people did, and it turned into this big fucking mess, man. So like, I don't consider myself to be a hippie of any kind, but I do kind of feel like at the end of the day, we got a lot of big powerhouses going against each other, and some of us are just kind of caught in the middle of the whole fucking thing with no idea, just trying yeah, to do the right the, thing with no idea what to do. Wars are, are rich people games that yeah. poor people have to fucking play. That's yeah. who gets caught in the middle. And yeah. on every side, every time, from historically every war, Yeah, that's how it always goes down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you want more money, start a war. Because I could remember right. like when this whole 12, 13 years that we were in Iraq, Afghanistan, and all this other bullshit, it was so fucking easy for us to get whatever we wanted, like boots, uniforms, all kind of gear. I mean, dog, I, I, it was a point in time to where like we had these, um, I think like if you went to a Walmart and tried to buy this knife, this knife was damn spring-loaded, fucking pop-up, serrated edge blade, fucking Teflon coated or whatever. If you were just a regular Joe Schmo, went into Walmart and tried to buy this knife, this knife was like $110. I had like five of them bitches just like wow. because. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. You know, and it just like give a shit like that. And then it'd be like, it'd be like a a thread needle size hole in my, my uniform or whatever. It's like, uh, this is garbage. Can I get some more, please? <laughs> <laughs> had like 18 pair of boots. Goddamn. If we needed. Did you have any flip flop boots? No. But I had flip flop <laughs> flip flops, <laughs> and that that, a, that sucked on sand. <laughs> yeah, I had a buddy who uh, who taught English in Kuwait, and uh, he said when he got there, it was so fucking hot that his <sighs> sneakers actually started to melt when he when when they hit the the, the pavement outside. Yes. His sneakers were melting to the street. Yes, we cooked food on top of our tent. Oh man, because like um. We get the, um, the ready to eat meals, this little package or whatever, and it come with like a um, like a little heater. You put the um, the main meal in the bag. You pour a little water in there, and um, you know the chemicals mix with the water, and it'll heat the food inside the bag. 
it was so fucking hot. We just throw the bag on top of the tent and the sun will bake that shit. And you just open that bitch up and it's like we put it in the oven or something. Wow. And then you couldn't leave. You had to make sure that you had a tarp on the water where we kept the water pallets and everything on there because that water would be literally boiling. It was so fucking hot. Like you pick up a bottle, you can see the bubbles inside the bottle just like. Oh my God. And people, you could drink it if you want to because I mean, it's going to go in and come right the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, right. Boiling everything on your inside and pushing it right out your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Was it tough for you to become a civilian again after all that? Nah, because I mean, I think I played the game pretty well. I've been me for 34 years, dude. It's like, I'm silly all the time, but I know when and when not to be silly. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, right. If, if the fucking colonel come up in there, I'm like, yes, sir. I see. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, let me help you. Let's go this way. Oh, would you like a moist towel? <laughs> you know, and as soon as you leave out of there, I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and that's what I, I loved a lot about the military is meeting all these different people. And, um, my whole goal every day, other than doing my job, was to damn, <laughs> you know, just get people out of their comfort zone. Because, like, you get those people that's in the military and they just hardcore up about the military. It's like they eat, live, and yeah. sleep and yeah, shit. Right. Military, like, oorah, fucking saluting every time they go. They're doing, like, a thousand pull up, pull-ups and push-ups <laughs> and all kind of other crazy shit. And I come yeah. in there and I be like, fireball. And they be like, what the fuck? <laughs> What, what 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 is this? What are you doing right now? And I would fuck with them every day until they broke. <laughs> and they're just like, oh. you know what you do? You go like this. You go fireball. When they go, what are you doing? You punch them in the face. You know, like, ah. I mean, that, go, learn that like, skill. Fireball. It's my it's my special move. Yeah. And, and no shit. That's what it was. I mean, I've been to um, over sixteen years. I've been to multiple units. In every unit that I went to, I had my own signature move for every unit. <laughs> so, like, most recently was, like, the fireball. I was just, like, motherfuckers would be out there. And I didn't give a fuck who it was. It got to a certain point to where I didn't give a damn who it was. It could have been a colonel, a major, right. you know, somebody high-ranking. I would just walk in the room. They're having a conversation. I just walk by, fireball. And I just walk out the room. <laughs> and they'd be like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Something that just kind of happens to you as you get older too, just in regular life. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like when you're in like your twenties, you're like real worried about shit happening, and then you get in your thirty, like your mid thirties, and you're like, I really don't give a fuck any. Like, like, like you'll be out the store and be like, Excuse me, can you get the fuck out of the way, please? But like in your twenties, you're like, Oh, I don't want to start any shit. You know what I mean? Like, like you're more standoffish, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, I, I've always been that way. I've never been a confrontational child. I, you know, I I, I I I try to push myself away from, you know, any situation to where some uh, outcome of violence would be. But I mean, my to combat that, I always try to do something stupid to make somebody laugh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, can, right. And I can remember, um, it just I do so much stupid shit to where it's like they either gonna say something about it or they're just gonna sit there and shake their fucking head like, what what the fuck is going on right now. <laughs> Cause I, right, right. Because I can remember when I was a corporal, I was like an E3. It was, uh, is a lower rank, and a staff sergeant is like two ranks above that, or whatever. So, I came in this room, and like this was like when Halo One or Two was like real popular, or whatever. So what we would do, I had this little 13 inch TV. I would bring it in during lunchtime because we had like a, a you know hour or two lunch break, 
and they, the other guys in the other section that we shared with, they would bring their TV in and we would play Halo during lunch. So, I mean, that was the norm every day for like, you know, a couple months. And I walked in there one day and it was this guy that I never seen before. And all of us in that section, we, we talk shit to each other, you know, we bullshit around or whatever. And it was this guy that I never seen before. He looked young as shit. He looked younger than me, but he was a staff sergeant and I didn't know that. So right. I came in and I seen the regular crew that I see all the time and I jumped on top of the motherfucking desk and I was just like dancing on top of the desk. I was like, I'm going to fuck you up in some Halo today. <laughs> <laughs> and then like everybody had the stone face because like this, was a, <laughs> this, is, this wasn't nothing out of the norm that I would do in front of them. So right. for me to see them with the stone face, like they shocked that I did that. And I, yeah, jumped, right. and I jumped down off the desk and I walk into my section. He was like, that was a staff sergeant. And I was like, Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's I mean, fucking funny, dude. Yeah, I, I, I like when I graduated. Once I seen, you know, I've been through what I thought was like horrible shit. It's like I just didn't give a fuck no more. It's like yeah, right. It was a time like when I was married to my first wife. We got divorced, and then you know I was single all the way up until I met Mrs. B. Rob. It was like standards hit the fucking ground, dude. It was like, it was like the standards was like when I was, they were up here. Like it's off screen right now. If you're looking at my camera, they, yeah, were, right, right. There. they were high. But I, after I deployed that first time and seen all that bullshit and, you know, the divorce and all this other bullshit, I just like, dog, I could have died. I could have never came back here again. I could have never seen my family again. I could have never had sex ever. So now, if you got a pulse and a vagina, it's mine. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I, I, did, I didn't care. I did not care. I was like, uh, the, the, the light's about to come on in the club. Where's the nearest fat woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got to get to that shit before the lights come on, man, because then you get club face. <laughs> and that's, that shit gets scary at the well, end of the night. Well, if you... To counteract club face, you get shit face. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But sometimes there aren't there's enough liquor in the room to fix. Oh, some there shit, was always dude. enough. But then again, like I said, you know, you mix that with low inhibitions, and then uh, yeah, it. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was a lot of that going on, and then it, that just kind of you know it reinvigorated the the silly dude that I was, you know, being just to be in the military. I was just like, I am never going to try to be. You know, I'm not taking myself that damn seriously no more again. So I just right. went out of my way to bother people and try to damn get them out of that. And I was like, dog, you're a human being. You're not a robot or whatever, you know, because, I mean, like I said, motherfuckers is mm, Marine Corps. Mm, Marine Corps. This is so delicious. Mm. <laughs> I to think about the amount of people that are like that, because without combat or war of some type there's nothing else if like that's all if that's your entire mindset and nothing else then what happens when you're just in a normal everyday environment then like you go crazy i imagine yeah (laughs) and i wanted to add to that and also say that um i don't even think it's just just with the military but like in in regular life you get people who get caught up in their in their routines and their bullshit and like and like you're not that type of dude, man. Like I like I feel like you're like us, man. Like we're just kind of outside of that fucking norm thing. 
Yeah. Where it's like, why is he so stiff all the fucking time, man? Like, chill out, dude. Lighten up. Yeah, especially like, I mean, I guess because <laughs> I had many people tell me this before. Like, if I showed up to a new unit or, um, you know, I'm meeting people for the first time, they think I'm a hard ass. They think I'm an asshole for some reason. Just my, my demeanor and everything. Like, because, I mean. I'm not going to just jump in and start dancing on your desk right away or whatever. You know, I gotta... <laughs> it takes a little while. You're not just delivering chocolate melted penises right away. No, not right away. You know, I just got to survey the scene, you know, get get used to my surroundings. Who who can I fuck with like that right away or who can't I mess with like that? Because you can't do that with everybody, despite how hard I try. But, yeah. So, you know, there's like, man, like you come in here, you, you're bald, you got this damn mean face, you got all these tattoos and shit. And I'm just like. I was just playing Smash Brothers a little while ago. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. So let me ask you one more question. What made you want a podcast? How did how did you land and end up doing it? How do you end up out of the military and doing this? It's shit, man. It's just like um listening to pod listening in 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 listening to podcasts. Um, I always thought they were fun. They sounded cool and everything. And then, you know, like in the beginning, I only miss, listened to the mainstream stuff. You know, the celebrities that had podcasts at the time, Kevin Smith, Joe all that Rogan. shit. Yeah. So I only listened to Joe Rogan once. Yeah. yeah. That's just I, I just didn't like it. Yeah. Thank. Yeah, Christ. she doesn't like Rogan either. Every yeah, and everyone's just like, oh my god, how could? And I'm just like, well, shut up. <laughs> like, I don't like him. I just think that people treat him like he's like this fucking philosophical genius and he's not I don't think he like he's not shitty but he yeah. he's not think, like an enlightened I, 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 being I think, for I think fuck's sake. he like, would agree with you before he agrees with the people who look at him that way. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I I seen like you know I knew Joe Rogan because of Fear Factor and I right. seen his one his one of his first comedy specials and I I really dug his comedy style. Or whatever, yeah. but you know, listening to that podcast, whatever episode I listened to, I was like, "Next is Ice in the Face updated yet?" No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that quote and use it on something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm listening to all these podcasts, especially like um, I I was real heavy into the Kevin Smith podcast. Yeah, and um, you know, him and Moj or whatever, they, or um, him and Muse, they would you know just have a fucking ball, and I thought, you know, that would be cool. If I could do something like that, especially like with all these horror stories and funny situations, you know, dealing with the military, you know, I can interview some of the people I work with, you know, and then, you know, I just kicked it around for so damn long. I was going to write a book originally, but like my brain, like, with you know, the whole thing with the pen and the stuff that come out of it. And <laughs> That's the paper a big mess. Yeah. And the keyboard stuff. And I was like, nah, yeah. fuck that couch. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I was like, hey, I can just record the things. And then um I tried it out a couple times with uh fucking this here this thing, this These nuts. That iPad right there. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and the microphone. And um I took it to work a couple times. We bullshitted around. That's like the first maybe three or so episodes. It was just us bullshitting around at work. Yeah. And um I just kept it going. I was like, well, shit, I'm out now. So, I mean, I can't, I don't have really access to like military people at the, at a whim. I was like, I just start reaching out to random people. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. 
It's funny that you mentioned Kevin Smith because because that was that was another influence for me too when all this started. He he put out a tweet once and he it was just like it was right in the middle of 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 us trying to get things going and he he tweeted something that was like if you have a creative idea don't worry about whether or not it's going to be good just worry about giving it a try. Yeah. Or, or I, it's not verbatim but the idea it was that it was that yeah. exact kind of idea and it was like yeah fuck it if it sucks it sucks. At least I could say I did it because most people do nothing. Exactly, and and that's kind of what I I adopted, especially like coming in to the end of my career or whatever. It's just like you know, I don't have to worry about this shit no more. I was like, yeah. the most thing that I was more concerned about getting out was like, damn, what I'm aware every day because <laughs> I've been wearing a uniform for 16 years. <laughs> 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 you know, so. see, I see you still just have the white T-shirt. You're like, well, yeah, that's, that's, I, guess this, I guess this works. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Is this re- what normies wear? Yeah, I, I refuse to wear it because, like, I see, um, and it pissed me off. I don't know why it does, but like, I've been since I've been out, I've been going to like WalMarts and uh, other places, and I've been seeing people like wearing like the util- the camouflage bottoms, and like maybe they'll be wearing a jacket. And I, I don't know why that shit pisses me off. Or whatever, but it just does. But I mean, I don't say nothing because I don't know the story behind that. Maybe you know it was donated to him. He ain't got no other clothes. I don't fucking know. So I just leave right. him the hell alone. But there's been instances to where I know this motherfucker is active duty, and he's in a public setting off base to where he's wearing this shit, and he's not supposed to. And I have. I didn't a, know that you yeah. weren't supposed to. I, I, didn't know, I that know. I know people that do that that are in the military. Well, I mean, and I just thought it was a thing that dudes in the military yeah, do. I did too. Like, if you walk into a restaurant that serves military members for a discount, maybe wearing the the, <laughs> the fucking uniform makes it easier to identify them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, um, as far as the Marine Corps goes, we are strict on our uniform policy. I know the Army; they can do whatever the fuck they want. I think they're restricted to certain hours that they can wear their uniform off base or whatever, off a military installation. But um, they can do they have more freedom than that. But as far as the Marine Corps goes, you cannot wear any uh, like the utilities, the camouflage shit. You can't wear that shit off base for whatever reason whatsoever. You can't wear the um, the. PT uniform. That's the um, what we go running in the physical fitness uniform. You can't wear that out in public. You can wear. You can wear the coat. There's like a is a windbreaker type deal. You can wear the coat with civilian attire, but you cannot wear the whole set out and um, off base. Oh, um, I didn't know that. You can't. Um, I mean, you can. We have certain uniforms that you can wear off base. Like you can wear um, your Charlie's, which is more like um, is the button up shirt with the pockets and you know the ribbons and everything. You can wear those off base and everything like that. Because that's a more public friendly uniform, but anything other than that, you cannot wear none of that shit off of a military installation. And then you have certain restrictions when you have wear some of that stuff on a military installation. So the physical fitness uniform, you can't wear that to a gas station to pump gas. You can't wear that shit going inside of any kind of store or anything like that. So, I mean... With us, we have stricter guidelines, but the Army, they do what the fuck they want. They damn, in they sweaty-ass PT uniform, shorts hanging off their ass, sweat their dripping down balls. their Yeah, sweat dripping down their legs with a fucking glow strap across their back, eating in the child hall, sweating up the motherfucking seats and shit. And I'm like, dude, that's not sanitary. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm eating my cantaloupe here and stuff, and I don't know why I said cantaloupe because I hate cantaloupe. <laughs> you pick a food you hate. And then I, I shouldn't talk about the army too loud because my wife is prior army. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we around. see the door get kicked in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know this one. I know, like, we see her, like, come down from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> she comes up behind you and she looks at the camera just behind you. Just snaps like... your neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just goes dark and me and her yeah. look at each other like. I guess that's the end of the show. Is that how this always is? This <laughs> something we should have known about or what? <laughs> Is, is, is this, if you don't hear this recording on the feed anytime soon, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're fucked. <laughs> Tell my mama I love her. She never heard the show, but she know I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's crazy because like my mom's 75 years old and she's like, I mean, I don't, I didn't tell her directly that I do this. I mean, she find out through happenstance that I do this shit. Right, right. Because, um. I think I told my brother, then it worked its way around. Because, so, like, that's how it is in my family, on my mom's side anyway. I could tell, if I want the news to get out, I just tell one person, then it'll network itself out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, yep. That's how it works, dude. Yeah, uh, my mother knows, my mom's 69. She, that's a good she, number. She doesn't even like if I curse around her, which is so hard and pretty much <laughs> impossible. But, um... <laughs> we, she texted me once, and she said she was listening to the latest oh, ice in the no. face, and that she was rolling. And I was like, I can't believe that that even happened. Like, I don't talk to her about ice in the face because I just, just because I don't think she's going to be interested in anything that we talk about. But she was, she she liked it, and yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. We had a buddy who was on ice in the face once, and uh, he lives with his grandma, and. Uh, he like he hadn't heard the show before, and um, this this was a while back. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, I live with my grandma, and I just turned it on real loud in the kitchen. I wish you guys would have told me something or warned me or whatever. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, 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 my mom is real old school or whatever. Cause like, she won't even watch movies that have all that cussing in it and she won't watch movies that have like, you know, maybe have a sex scene or something like that. She just like, yeah. she don't like that shit. I don't, I don't, she got six kids, so I don't understand how she don't like the shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> shit. And then, um, I don't know. It's just weird. And you know, for me, all the, for all the cussing I do, I mean, sh- this, this is not good for her, her listening pleasure. Cause I mean, <laughs> cause like my Instagram or whatever, I mean, she could see that shit. I mean, I don't hide it from her. I mean, because, like, before the Instagram was for the show, it was my Instagram. Right. And, like, um, <laughs> she, she hit me cussing at Walmart. She, like, she called me up. He's like, you need to quit all that cussing. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And as soon as I hang exactly. up, I'll be like, shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, I mean, she know, you know, she kind of, I'm still the baby of the bunch or whatever so yeah, yeah. i mean she still try to treat me like the baby but at the same time she know i'm grown <laughs> you know what after a while my parents just knew better they just knew to fuck off like this wasn't gonna get better this wasn't gonna clean up anytime oh, soon sh- like shit my, my my damn my dad he 85 and he damn like our relationship now is like you know i'm i'm grown now i got kids and he loved the shit out of my kids and Whenever I go home to visit, or whatever, we go out to the bar, we smoke cigars, and we drink alcohol. 
and he's hmm. just like cussing up a storm. And this is stuff that's that awesome. I, and I, this is stuff I've never heard from this man. And, you know, the entire time that I lived in his house. Right. <laughs> Which know. means this is the way he was when you weren't yeah. around. <laughs> that's what this means. is what he was holding in. Yeah, this is everything. Because he, was holding he wanted in. you to grow up to be like a non cursing <laughs> Uh, productive young man. member of society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if he wanted me to not cuss, he should have cussed a lot because, you know, we go against what they yeah. want us to do. <laughs> That's right. That's what people are like, why don't you swear? Because my, my parents do. And I, and I, I hate them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, my dad never whipped me or whatever. My mom did, but my dad never did. And, um, you know, he had, he was the more, he was the alternative. He was like, you know, um, he, you would set boundaries and everything. Like if I fucked up, you would um, I would be punished or whatever. But you know, it wouldn't like hardcore. My mom be in there like motherfucker. Fucking hit you with a broken broomstick. She's the one that handle. hates sex scenes and uh, <laughs> yeah, bad right. language. But look, 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 look <laughs> let's think about this though. Let, let, let me let me put something in your ear hole. I think I might have put it on somebody's podcast or even mine. I'm saying that. But let's think about this. Have you seen the movie with Whitney Houston, uh, Bodyguard? A long time long ago. time ago, yeah. Do you remember in the beginning um, when she, you know, they found out about the stalker and they said they broke in to, he broke into her house and jacked off in a bed. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. She had to explain that to me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she took me to the movie with her to see Bodyguard. <laughs> And I was like, what is that? And she's like, when you see this on the streets, you're going to have to come see it with me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the bodyguard explained to you in the wrong way. Yeah. I was like, because like, they said what it, what he did. And I was like, Mom, what is that? And he's like, that's a, Yeah, that's a weird conversation. Well, son. It was kind of uh, like, this, it was just kind of like said nonchalantly, dude, like kind of skirted it off because, like, she, I'm interrupting her from watching the goddamn movie. Yep. <laughs> she's like, right. Like, She's like, it's the thing when if I exactly exactly. Like, <laughs> right, right. You're like, oh, yeah. I was like, what's that? She's like, it's when you yeah. touch a thing, then stuff come out. I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Like, I'll I'll fill Did in the I gaps. Did I say you could ask questions? <laughs> I guess I'll just fill in the gaps myself. Yeah, just just shh, shh and watch the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> same, Take it for what it's worth. Same woman took me to see another Whitney Houston movie, Waiting to Exhale. That I never saw. And that whole movie was about women having sex. <laughs> and and I'm yeah. sitting in the theater like with my mom like I'm really enjoying my afternoon, mom. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> you should do this more often. <laughs> you guys are just sitting there both eating popcorn slowly. Yeah, like um it's really <laughs> awkward. Like shit. Yeah. And then um, by the end, you guys are both crying, though. Yeah, like, there's a I don't even curve. know if there's a cry if it's a crying movie. I'm just imagining. <laughs> I have no idea. They have crying <laughs> scenes. <laughs> and then um, what else? It was something else. Um, I think the first time like she had an inkling that I might have been having sex or whatever. I had a girl over to the house because I mean they let me have female friends over to the place, and um, for whatever reason, me and this girl was damn wrestling in my room. Like I ain't talking For like whatever reason. Yes, no, 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 there's no. so many different reasons it could be. Just body slamming, clothes lining, you know, <laughs> as as one is wont to do. But I'm a wrestling fan. I mean, yeah, it, right. And it wasn't like to the point to where like 
you know, we were doing the things to make the things come out. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. We were just like legit wrestling. Like I was like elbow dropping this motherfucker and she damn jumped <laughs> on my shoulders and shit. And damn, my mom opened the door and walked in the room and like she caught her coming off like my shoulders falling on the floor. And she's like, no, 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 no. Door open from now on. Exactly that. When, 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 well, whenever she was home. My yeah, yeah. dad, that's a different story. <laughs> um, so the next day she come in because uh, she used to work at a hospital. The next day she come in with this big brown paper bag and she threw it on the bed. She's like, if you don't know how to use them, ask your father. And I opened it up as a bag of condoms. <laughs> oh, man. And that's a cool mom, though, dude. That's a good mom, man. And then that's now, a good mom. What I also thought was weird. It was like some uh, stuff in there for a girl. It was like some vagina cream or something. And I was like, what I'm going to do with this shit? <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa. This is a little too advanced. <laughs> I wanted to make sure advanced. I took care of both of you guys. Yeah, right. It's not just about you, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I took you to see Waiting to Exhale. Yes. <laughs> we have needs, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she starts uh, slowly singing the Whitney Houston song. Everyone falls in love sometimes. There's a mixtape in the bag. <laughs> and then she closes the door from outside of here. I'm every woman. <laughs> and then oh, I open man. the door and it's a chocolate penis at my doorstep. <laughs> and we She's bring like, it full She makes circle. you practice the condoms on a chocolate penis. Yeah. <laughs> I brought you this, son. This We're is gonna... how you do it right. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get... I'm going to do it the first time. Watch. Watch. If you can get it on there without breaking it, it's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, um, back, speaking with the whole segues and bringing it full circle there, with your podcast and everything, what I, what I noticed the theme of it is, like, you, you you have these stories. You start off with the first story. By the time you get down to the end story or whatever, you're bringing it, you're looping it back together. With the damn, the first story and everything. And I, re- I really dig that about your show. I mean, was that by design or it just kind of happened? It- I think that that just came about because in our normal everyday conversations, we we link things together that have no association at all. Yeah, And that's how our running personal jokes between us end up going on for years. Yeah. And, and I mean, we even fused words of, together. Yeah, like. like that just sort of bled into the way we did the show, but it wasn't, it wasn't planned or on purpose in any way. We actually don't tell each other what we're going to bring up on ice in the face because we want whatever reaction yeah. we have to this subject to be genuine. Yeah. I think there's only been maybe twice ever that we've talked about something before a show and I don't I think once it was because it was something that was so ridiculous, I couldn't hold it in. <laughs> and I think another one was because Rick was unsure if it was worth bringing up. Yeah. So he wanted my opinion. But he's like, but don't don't have any reaction to it. Just say if you think that it's something that you should yeah. bring up. There's so many times where I want to talk about something. He's like, save it for the show. And yeah, I'm like, we're yeah. never going to fucking talk again if there's not a, if, like, without a microphone, if that's yeah. the goddamn rules. She'll be like, she'll be like, yo, I read this story today and this clown had a dildo. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't talk about it now. We'll talk about it later. And yeah, so yeah, we, we save the shit for the show so that, yeah, so like she said, the reactions are natural. Yeah. Um, nothing's planned. And, and the show is almost, most of the time, I'd say it's over 95% uncut like, like i hear from podcasters all the time that they take like three hours to chop their show into pieces and and make it and like most of our shows are pretty uncut 
unless there's a bathroom break, an impromptu bathroom break or something, we'll slice those out. Or if, you know, somebody says something stupid that doesn't land and it's particularly dumb, like it might come out, it might not. But for the most part, I mean, it's well over 95% uncut. Yeah, I mean, that's the the hardest thing that I had going on in the beginning because I damn the uhs and the ums and like, points to where it'd be like a little bit of silence and everything i used to fucking kill myself in the beginning i'll just be like all right this is like a 3.6 nanoseconds of silence i gotta cut this shit out (laughs) so much longer when you're analyzing it it feels like an hour of silence (laughs) yeah and it's like three seconds you know what i mean but but i think for us like like we we knew going into this i think the one thing we sort of silently agreed on is the fact that the show is going to move it's going to haul ass because if one of us brings up a to- like you'll notice if one of us brings up a topic and it's short lived or we can't squeeze any shit out of it or or it's not that funny. We just quickly move on like we just know to move on. We know not to dwell. And that's the other reason why Ice in the Face is sort of like narrowed down like five guests that are on rotation all the time mm-hmm. because we know those five people know what to are do. on the right level that they know how this works. You know, we used to be more open to having people on. And it's again, it's not that they were bad. I think we've put out all good shows Mm. Uh, because if we didn't, if they weren't good, we don't put them out. But um, but they understand that this thing has got to keep moving and and there aren't going to be silences. We're not going to lament on things that we don't have to. If something falls flat, we just move the fuck on with it. You know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, I mean, you have somewhat of a format. I know you keep your um, your reaction separate. You don't talk about it beforehand, but like, it's just like how we did today. As soon as I put the call in, I hit record and that was it. And you know, yeah. whatever we've been talking about is whatever the hell we've been talking about. I have like maybe what, like I had like two questions for y'all as far as like, you know, how'd you get here? And just now, <laughs> you know, you know, was that on purpose? I mean, and I think there's only been like maybe three episodes, uh, one that hasn't come out, Two that has aired. One was a, uh, I think, episode eleven with Jay Guns, to where I felt like I should have had something prepared, and it was just yeah. like the short answer type thing. He was like, "Hey man, what do you think about the uh, pistachio nuts?" He was like, "They good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, dude. I hate those answers, man. And I'm like, we it's have, all right. Uh, on Awesome Talk, we do interviews. Um, we we do different types of interviews. We do ones that are. We'll do like pre-recorded ones with people that have busy schedules. Um, so that way our schedule is basically open to whenever they can do it. And then we have Skype-ins where they'll call while the show is live mm-hmm. and we'll talk to them that way. And um, I really like that Awesome Talks interviews have always been conversational more than 20 questions. And I always like Awesome Talk guests are either – artists musicians or um like activists in some way um movie maker just all sorts of different things and i always feel like if someone's watching awesome talk and has no idea who this person is and has never seen their work they're going to be more inclined to to go and check it out after feeling like they hung out and got to know who the person was way way more than if i sat there and went so uh at what age did you start playing the piano? How old were you when you had like? Yeah, and because right. people hear that, that's what every interview is like. And if you can just hang out and to one of my favorite interviews for Awesome Talk was um, the creator of um, the IMAX movie that's coming out called In Saturn's Rings. Mm-hmm. It is 
such an, an enormous undertaking that that he is dealing with. Um, I can't even like just go watch the trailer sometime. It's it's breathtaking. And I was so I'm like a super physics and astronomy nerd. Um, so like having him on was like one of the pinnacles of my existence because I'm such a fucking like just astronomy geek. And um, a lot of our conversation ended up talking about like other planets and just um, Star Wars and shit like and yeah. it and it was the best. And he even said like of all the interviews he's ever done, that was his favorite. And that was the reason why it was like he's like it felt like just hanging out with people that were had the same interests. Yeah. And taking it back to the early conversation about podcasting, I also think that's what separates podcasting from your typical typical TV and radio is the fact that it should be more conversational. It, there is more time to, to move and think and talk and, 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 you know, and not do the traditional the traditional way of interviewing somebody goes like this. What have you done that's cool? What are you currently doing that's cool? And what are you doing cool tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> that's traditional. So if you can get outside of that and just say, hey, so what the hell do you think about the new Suicide Squad movie? Like sometimes that'll dig into something else and it just becomes another conversation that I think is important. Yeah, because I you mean, know? anybody that I had on as a guest, I mean, I know they had a, a specific talent, but I didn't so much focus on that. I just like... Uh, what do you think about chocolate penises or whatever? You know. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, your listeners get more out of that too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and it's just amazing. I mean, because like, if I ever got that damn the dude I was telling you about earlier, Maurice Crump, the martial artist, if I ever got that dude on my show, the notorious cartoon villain. Yes, he would, <laughs> he would probably curl his mustache and tie me to a train track while I asked him questions. <laughs> and um. I mean, like, because I already had it mapped out in my head because we are roughly the same age. Right. I think I might be a year older than him or he might be a year older than me. We, But we right there close to each other. And I think it's crazy because, like, within that 34, 35 years he's been alive, he chose to go the route that he went and I chose to go the route I went. And I was interested in martial arts as well as a child. It's also with professional wrestling. So, I mean – you know, that would be like the conversation between me and him. I was like, what made you go this way? And I can like, all right, well, at that time you was doing that. I was doing this, you know, <laughs> right, I right. just kind of wanted to pair it off like that. I so, hope you, I hope you do it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm going to find his ass though. He in Detroit right now filming the movie. I think I might have to take a ride out there. <laughs> yeah. Bring some recording equipment with you. Yeah. Do some Jay and Solid Bob stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, motherfucker, you still ducking me? <laughs> 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 and that's been another cool thing or whatever. It's just like um, going home or whatever, just meeting up with like some of the people that I freaking grew up with or whatever and bringing my equipment with me. And yeah, right. It, it gets to a point to sometimes where we forget where we had the motherfucking microphones around. I'm the only one in there trying to yeah. keep them in check. I was like, speak into the microphone, please. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, like, yeah. Especially my homeboy Chase, the you know the one with the squeaky voice, if you ever heard the podcast <laughs> with him on there. That motherfucker always got to bang the table with his hands. I was like, motherfucker. Oh, man, we had such a problem with that in the beginning. People, it was like, dude, I've never seen you bang your fucking hands on the table ever. Why suddenly does everybody do that? Yeah, right. You know why? Because you can hear it in your headphones now and you suddenly realize exactly how often people fucking do that, dude. Yeah, because like with him, <laughs> I think what it was the last episode me and him did together. I think it was um, shit. 
Fuck, what was it? Ah, I don't remember. I think it was clusterfuck. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, he he got this thing. He's like when he don't believe something, he'll damn ask the question again. So like, um, Backpage. You ever heard of that that shit that was going on? Backpage. No. no. Well, Backpage. Um, what they were doing, it was like yeah, it was like um, almost like Craigslist, but you can okay. find you can find you some um genitalia services. Right. Okay. Right. And they right. had all the variety of selections and everything, and they of was course. talking. And they was talking. Somebody in the conversation brought up Backpage, and I was like, "What the fuck is Backpage?" And he's like, "You don't know what the fuck Backpage is?" And I was like, "Motherfucker, I asked the question. I don't know what Backpage." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Why do you gotta make me look worse? <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, depending on back what Backpage is, it might have made him look better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Because I remember one time, it wasn't on a podcast, it was me, Chase, and um, one of my other friends, we was hanging out, and um, the bodybuilder, C.T. Fletcher, or whatever, mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was, and um, Chase brought him up, he's like, man, you, you, it's like such and such about C.T. Fletcher, I was like, who the fuck is C.T. Fletcher? He's like, you don't know who the hell C.T. Fletcher is? I was like, <laughs> motherfucker, I just asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "How you gonna rephrase the? How you gonna ask me the question about the question I just had?" Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And also completely ignoring answering it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, completely not answering it. You're not educating me right now, Chase. Right, right. You're just making me feel some type of way. (laughs) (laughs) The same guy that uh, power bombed through a cardboard table because he was taking too long to play Magic the Gathering. (laughs) Man. Holy shit. People get real emotional about magic. Yeah, I did. It was just like, I know my next move. I want to play. And this motherfucker's like, <laughs> he had a card in his hand. He'd be like, no, no, no. Ah. No, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 no. It's like, motherfucker. And I flipped the table. And I'm ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when Magic the Gathering spills out into the real world. <laughs> this is fucking the blood gathering. <laughs> <laughs> man, we used, we used to be we used to abuse the shit out of Chase though, man. I, you know, I apologize to him in our, our formative years now, but damn, because I I was like fifteen, I, I was like one of the first ones in the group to have a car, and I damn right. I was a spoiled brat, so I had like extra money, and I put all kind of big ass speakers, you know the typical stereotype shit. I had rims yeah, sure. on the motherfucker and TVs and all this bullshit, and. <laughs> We was all into wrestling. We was all into video games. And we would have this thing randomly, random. We would stop at a stop sign. And we'd be like, it's on. And we just got the car and stuff fighting. <laughs> and poor Chase, because he was the smallest in the group. Right. He would damn wind up getting thrown in the trunk and drove around a couple of blocks. I was going to say, get thrown in the trunk. <laughs> it reminds me of hanging out with Stones when we were younger, dude. <laughs> People would pull up at my house and the trunk would pop open and stones would crawl out. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, there was no room in the car. Yeah. I mean, and then I had this big ass car. It was a hand-me-down. My mom and them gave it to me. It was a 1990 Chrysler Fifth Avenue. In- Dude, I had a 1981 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> That was a fucking boat. It had, yeah, the, it had yeah. like the fucking like the the chrome wheels on it, and it didn't have a back seat because the back seat had to be removed so the stereo system could fit in the in the back. Well, I, I didn't. Take... But but it was a piece of shit. Like I'm not trying to make it sound like it was a good car. Like the motor was a piece of dog shit, dude. Yeah, I mean like. 
that that Fifth Avenue was large and shit. It's like you could fit four comfortably in the back, and you could fit three in the front. And yeah, then, right. It, like the back seat was so big, it even had his own armrest in the back. So yep, I mean, yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so you got that big that big boat seat in the front, probably right. Yeah, they yeah. Went from door to door. Oh, and it was your con- friends take a fucking turn. It's too sharp. You slide into them. It's, yes, exactly. Drive that. seat. That's exactly yeah. what it was. I mean, we would yeah. do- we would dog the shit out of that car. And I can remember because, yeah. like, the car was, like, when I got it, it was almost 10 years old at the point. And, damn, like, the shocks were out on it and everything. And what I would do, <laughs> those instances that we stop at the stop sign, I would put the e-brake on, throw that bitch in reverse, and I would hit the gas. And it would hop up like it had hydraulics or some shit. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then, um, yeah, and then that would also be extra fun for Chase because he would be in the trunk and he would be bouncing around. Okay. And then the speakers yeah. were back there, so all the music be rattling him around. And, and that was back when fog lamps were a really big thing, too. Everybody had fog lights on their fucking cars, man. I had, like, a toggle switch that was installed in the dashboard, like a separate toggle switch. I had a, I had a toggle switch for the stereo system, too. Same. So, yeah, so you had to flip the toggle switch to turn all the amps the in the amp back, and, and they'd all light yeah. up. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, you might have had a cool actual toggle switch. I had a motherfucking light switch, like a house light switch. That's cool. That's dope, dude. That's what I fucking I had my one car, the, dude. I had one of the homies do it or whatever. I just bought the equipment and he put it in the car. It had, like, speaker wire running yeah, right, to right. the uh, the car battery, <laughs> running to the light switch, running to the amp and the speakers. Dude, dude he should have he used a dimmer so that you could turn it up just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be awesome! That would be awesome. Yeah, right. Like the Tuny channel on the old TV. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, right. right. You gotta fine tune this. Yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah. You saw old TV controllers in it. They only got the thirteen. Yeah, then I have my pliers in there. <laughs> yeah, right, man. We used to have a car. You had to start with. Uh, I say we because me and my buddies. It was like back in back in the day, man. Like you could like buy a used car for like two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and if you had a friend who was a mechanic, you could get like a pile of inspection stickers. You can't get away with that shit anymore, dude. Oh. But you used to be able to walk away with like a pile of inspection stickers and be like, yeah, I just use these whenever, dude. This is fucking great. And we had to start this one car with a butter knife. That was the only way to start the fucking thing, dude. My yeah. my grandfather had a truck that didn't ha- need a key. You can just turn the damn the ignition yep. twist and it would just go. And then yeah, like what you're saying about the inspection stickers, my, my, like I said, my dad is now 85 years old. I mean – he has many connections because all those same people that grew up in that itty bitty town of Elton, Louisiana, that was like a block long and a block wide, they all moved to Lake Charles where I was born and grew up. So he knew so many people. And then yeah. when I had that car with the Louisiana plates, every time it was time for inspection, I would call home and he would mail me a new inspection sticker. He's like, That's oh, awesome, dude. Yeah, you like, used to be able to wear shit like that back then, man. They, they put a stop to a lot of that shit. It's hard to do now, man. Yeah. But hard man, to do that shit was fucking crazy and then i fuck around and i was able to get a new car you know coming around to my senior my senior year we traded in the old car brand new car uh a 99 pontiac grand am that's when they first changed the body style and fucking i'm a goddamn teenager in high school brand new motherfucking car off the shore, right, right. flowing shit. It was a stock model. I still had to roll the windows down. It was you know, okay. Didn't have power locks. I had to. Right, right. Had to lean over and hit yeah, the button. Right. But it was mine. It was brand fucking new. I was making right. payments on it because my dad's so old. I get social security checks off of his shit. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... 
So I was using that shit to pay the car note. <laughs> and um, I can remember because we would dog the old car out so much, people thought that same mentality carried over to the new car. Yeah, yeah, oh. right, right. So It's like, yo, yo, get that cigarette the fuck out of here, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> no way. So like in the old car, like they had the student parking lot in the back of the school. And what people would do is like I would have them jump on the hood of the car and I would give them a ride to the front by the bus stops and everything. Yep. So when I got the brand new car off the showroom flow with the nine power locks and windows, right. and they thought the same rules applied. They would jump on the hood of the car, like, hey, man, give me a ride to the front. You like, just run over them. Yeah, right. Get the well, fuck off my yes. car. <laughs> well, not so much. <laughs> was, dude, one dude jumped on my fucking hood. He was like, hey, man, give me a fr- ride to the front. I was like, dog, get the fuck off my car. And he wouldn't listen. Like, Come on, man, give me a ride, dog. I was like, okay. So I fucking threw that bitch in reverse, mashed on the gas, did like some Fast and the Furious spin around in the parking right. lot, and I drove as fast as I could down the road, and I hit the brakes. Vroom. <laughs> threw his ass off the front of the car. He rolled, and like he rolled to like he flew off the side of the car. So he was on the side of the car as I drove by him while he was rolling in the street. His shoe flew up in the air. <laughs> and, Peace out. And I just. <laughs> And I just drove off on his ass, and I came to school yeah, right. the next day, and I got suspended. Ah! <laughs> oh. And then now, um, when I when the suspended was suspension was over, I came back to school, and he was all gashed up in the head, and he was on crutches <laughs> and shit. He's like, "Man, my bad, dog." <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn you. I was like, "I told you, get out the fucking car, dude." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yes, man, is this has been a long time in the making. I appreciate you giving me so much of your time. I appreciate y'all for doing whatever y'all do in the podcasting world, your home bar productions, your awesome talk, life with lime, ice, and the face. <laughs> and the face, thank you. Man, <laughs> Sarah, you call my rage when you daggone go on your rants, and so I appreciate you for doing that for me, Rick. You just all over the place. You bring up the chocolate penises all the time, and it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's delightful to my ear holes. I want to thank you so much for being on my podcast, thank and I want to thank dude. you so much for having us on your podcast, dude. I I love you to oh, death, yeah. dude. I love your show, dude. dude if this you're is ever great. on the East Coast, I hope that you'll come to Austin Top. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna make it there one day. Once once we get this new civilian living straight, I, I plan <laughs> on going a lot of places. Shit, um, have you ever heard of was um the Secret Transmission podcast? Yeah, they are like maybe two or three hours away from here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna find their ass one day. I'm gonna just pop up and be like, "All right, the Instagram do it. said there was at Walmart." Yeah. <laughs> do it, man. Do it. And dude, I'm telling you, if you ever come to the East Coast, dude, let us know. If like if you're even if you're taking a trip to New York City, we're not too far from there. You yes. know, or Philadelphia or anything like that. We're 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 like in the vortex between New York City and Philadelphia. Where and we are. vortex is the perfect word to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you are welcome, dude, and you got a place to stay too. All right, because like, I our home is not kid friendly. I'm sure you, you know it's. it's it, I, I only say that because I'm worried somebody's gonna a kid's gonna get hurt if they come or in electrocuted here. Or electrocuted by all the hanging wires. Because we got wires and shit everywhere. Hey, man. But man, if, you know, if you, you want to risk it, <laughs> uh, if, if I'm making a trip, it's just probably just gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, because like, um, I'm I'm not gonna call it too far out because I know next year in Philadelphia. They're okay. going to have the Royal Rumble for 2018. So uh, cool. I might make the trip. <laughs> all right, man. Like I said, we're not far. We're not far at all from there. So let us know. 
All right. So thank once you. again, thank you, 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 and thank you, and thank you. I think I'm gonna press a random button. Let's see what happens. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's not go on the sour note. Let's do something else. And his name is John C. Like that. Like going out like that. All right. Go ahead and plug your things. <laughs> Rob. Oh, oh yeah. Um, okay, so go to iceandtheface.com. And that's pretty much where you can get everything. Yeah, from there you can get to everything. We're super active on Twitter. Uh, usually we are. Sometimes you'll notice I'll disappear for like 48 hours from Twitter because I just need a break from the fucking internet, dude. Yeah. Um, but but nor- under most circumstances, we're on Twitter a lot. Um, Facebook, too. Just find Ice in the Face on both. And if anybody wants to contribute to the show, which we hope they do, our Patreon is about to go through another serious revamping in another week or two. And it's going to be worth it to be involved, even, even if they're just donating a dollar a month. 2017 um, will officially be the year that we do our first VR episode. Yeah, we're oh, going to do virtual yeah. reality ice in the face. Man. Uh, and we're, we have we have the equipment ready to roll. We're just ready to we're just most of the equipment. Most of the equipment. We're just getting ready to drop it soon. So, man, that, it's, so. It's like I'm pretty excited about that. Is y'all going to record like the video or whatever and put it on YouTube or some shit? Uh... You'll be able to watch live um, as it's happening with a VR headset. Mm. And then, but it'll also can be uh, seen later, you know, if you couldn't catch it live or sure. whatever. Okay. Yeah, because I'll I probably go fuck around and get that damn cardboard shit from Walmart. Yeah, dude, the, those are really, they're, yeah, they're not even bad like yeah. people sort of make fun of them because like it's a fucking cardboard headset but they're actually pretty pretty good yeah and, and if- i think um like dude so many companies give away free uh cardboard headsets i i don't know if bedoink still does it but the vr porn company <laughs> sends out free we dude i have like five of them yeah. for- <laughs> <laughs> and if you got a samsung phone spend a 100 bucks and get the samsung headset it is fucking very worth it like not, not surprisingly worth Dude, it. Dude, you can get it. Get the international version, which just means that the directions are in a different language on Amazon for forty seven dollars right yeah. now. Yeah, and it almost it. sounds like I'm sponsored by them, but I'm not. Yeah, we're just endorsing <laughs> it because it's dope. <laughs> That's all. No, I you you would probably be the only people I get a VR headset for because I don't particularly like it too much. <laughs> I think you'd change your mind if you had that headset. I'm telling you, it is amazing. Hmm, I tried it on at Best Buy. But then again, you can't really gauge it when you just be like. No, when you're in the comfort of your own <laughs> they, home, it's they, different. The, in, in Best Buy, you put on a VR headset and it's you in another electronic store, but everything is shitty and broken. <laughs> and then you take it off. You're like, man, thank God I'm in Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Ice. you so much, Rob. We'll and talk soon. the face. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rob. Good night, dude. Later, home. Ha ha. If you hung in this long, I commend you because it was a long ass podcast. Shit. When I was originally recording this, it was damn. I had to cut it off there. It was like two hours and two minutes and we could have kept going. We probably would have kept going if I didn't put the kibosh on that. We probably went for three hours. I could have made this a two parter. It would have been cool. But like I said, I got a backlog of other episodes that I'm trying to get out there into the world for you all to enjoy. Once again, I can't say thank you enough to Ice and The Face.
for being on my show. It was like a podcast dream come true. <laughs> they up there on my they they rank high on my uh podcast list of uh podcasts I listen to uh weekly in heavy rotation. So man, it ain't too much for me to say after that. Uh I'm still digging the podcast thing and I have many more episodes to come. I got a uh, John from the Settle for More podcast. Um, I got his episode coming up soon. I got motherfucking G Rod from the Who Is G Rod podcast and the Rant with Ant podcast on the NAI network. Got his episode coming up soon. I got the ladies from the Random Insanity podcast. So they're coming up soon. Who else I got? I got Creature Isidoro on here. I um, worked with him for a little bit on the Who Lives Last movie that y'all can't seem to get away from because I talk about it <laughs> a lot. And um, he is a cosplayer, a wrestling cosplayer. He went as Kenny Omega in his freaking Wrestle Kingdom 11 attire to the Royal Rumble this past uh, pay-per-view. And who else I got? I got a big clusterfuck episode with Zyme, the wrestling junkies, and Tony, motherfucking Rager. So look forward to all that. I think I got one or two more other episodes that I might have forgot about. So if I looked over you or I didn't say your name, I'm sorry. It's just I got so much shit I want to put out there. And I'm trying to find the right order to put them in and everything. So they coming. I'll let you know in advance when your episode is coming up so you can promo it and plug it and I can promo and plug it not in a sexual way, but you get what I'm saying. So, yeah. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk about some pro wrestling, or just some random shenanigans. Random. That's the Twitter account you do it on. The show also has its own Twitter account, which you can find at, wait for it, R, 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 underscore, podcast. That's three R's, underscore, podcast. Um, for everything else, Dealing with the podcast, you can also go to randomrobcast.com. And that's randomrobcast.com. I got everything on there. I got um some Photoshop stuff I've done. I got um you know, anytime I had a musical artist, I got all the music up there for you to sample. I also got a guest profile page that pages that I'm working on. They're not uh viewable to the public yet. Cause I'm trying to put them all together. I've had a lot of guests on this podcast within 58 episodes. So I'm trying to do a character, uh, a character. <laughs> I'm trying to do a guest profile. Have, it's like they only, they own little mini website on my website. So I'm working on all that stuff. So whatever I have up there currently, you can just go to randomrobcast.com and check all that out. Also, if you want to help the podcast grow and expand and sustain itself, you can do that by becoming a patron. All the info is on randomrobcast.com, and you can also hit the become a patron button on my Podbean 
account. So randomrobcast.com. It's all the places that you can go on my website to support the podcast. I got Amazon links. You can buy merch, all that cool stuff. And that's a wrap. And I appreciate you coming back. I appreciate you checking it out for the first time. And I will see you next time.